Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> For people who have read the Mueller report, this will not be surprising tomorrow. But for people who have not read the report or have only listened to Bill Barr or Donald Trump, their minds may be blown. Mueller time. The stakes are extremely high. The stakes are so high. The stakes could not be higher with the presidency at stake. Mueller time. Historic hearings. Historic. Historic testimony. Historic. 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 This is the room where history will unfold. Where are we Can you repeat the question, sir? You're going to have to repeat that for me. And where are you reading from on that? I'm reading from my question. <laughs> uh, then could you repeat it? Okay. You know, at my age, the mind starts playing tricks. If you don't start making more sense, we're going to have to put you in a home. It's part of our authority to consider all remedies, including possibility of articles of impeachment, and that's what we're going to do. I doubt it. You are fake news. Great story. Compelling and rich. Very fake news. Fucking old bitch. Skag free wherever he is. Get your car back and back out of here. You are a terrific team on all counts. All right, go, go. Ten, five, four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Okay. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. Flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Uh, a good weekend of immigration news for you. Maybe you can cheer up from that, I suppose. Maybe a little pep in your step. The Supreme Court clears $2.5 billion in Pentagon money to go to the wall. And, and to build a giant mechanical catapult? Maybe. That oh. remains to be seen. The case is still pending. Uh, this does give Trump a big victory on his emergency declaration from February. There are some caveats. It's not a total win yet. But if you're generally a wall person, that's good news for you. Uh, Trump also announces a new deal with Guatemala requiring Central American asylum seekers to try uh, getting asylum in Guatemala before coming to the United States. So theoretically, a, a reduction in legal asylum seeking as well from Central America. The Mueller hearing, you heard it in the intro there, it was exactly as boring and unnecessary as we all expected, I think it's fair to say. But if you translate that to Democrat, it was a bombshell that blew your mind and it opens the door for impeachment immediately. Yeah. We will recap and discuss. Uh, just this weekend, Trump again lights the world on fire by tweet. Another one is out. He ripped Congressman Elijah Cummings and his uh, allegedly ratty city of Baltimore rat infested crime infested city of Ooh, Baltimore. Where's the lie. That's the question, but a CNN host has cried in response. So that means it was very mean and offensive. Uh, not to be outdone. The squad continues saying idiotic things because they want to maintain attention through another Twitter controversy. 
And uh, an update from last week, Jessica Yaniv. Is it Yaniv, Yaniv, whatever. This Jonathan, is, you mean? Right. Uh, or don't dead name. That's, we'll lose our advertisers that way. Uh, the transgender person who got Lindsay Shepard banned from Twitter for a time, although that's now reversed, without explanation that I've seen. It's just She's back. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, the, this JY person can, continues to do extremely creepy things. Maybe these creepy things are why Twitter did not want to be on his team. And uh, shock of shocks, another drag queen story hour for kids at a public library in Portland goes wrong. Who could have foreseen such a thing? How could this have gone wrong? Uh, we will, of course, take super chats on YouTube or Streamlabs in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good lowdown money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's Matt Christensen Media. Dot com And one of the many things we have over on the website is uh, special deals from listener-owned businesses, of course. This week's feature business is Sonoran Defense Technologies. They are a fully licensed online firearms dealer with a skilled specialty in laser engraving and Glock polymer laser stippling. They have several easy-to-order packages for your gun. New or old, their designs offer superb grip traction and unique aesthetics. You can see the awesome work they did on my personal Gadsden Flag Glock 19 there. It feels as good as it looks. Sonoran Defense also offers laser-marked magazines with many designs to choose from. They even do custom requests for your own personalized mags. So whatever laser work you may be looking for, Sonoran Defense will hook you up. Plus, of course, they offer 10% off all their products to listeners of this show with the discount code G's. That's J-E-E-Z, G's. <laughs> Find everything you need from Sonoran plus special deals from all of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Phoenix Ammunition and Flyover States. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals by listeners for listeners. So check it out. Uh, you'll be happy to know it's the last call for fantasy football. Ah, finally. So the deadline is August 1st. If you haven't heard and you're interested in playing in a fantasy football league with me, Blonde can check out for 30 seconds. Uh, 10 lucky winners will get to join my commissioner and me. I will send out emails notifying those selected at the start of August here. But even if you aren't selected to play in the league, everyone gets a chance to play in a survivor pick em pool with me. Both leagues are free to play and there will be prizes for the winners at the end of the season. If you're interested, sign up with the link in the description. Uh, it will be uh, shut down Thursday, August 1st and blonde won't have to hear anything about it until maybe the end of the season. What? I, I was totally tuned. I'm just reading the uh, live chat, which I shouldn't yeah. do. Cause you guys are dicks. Oh, they're being dicks. What, yeah. what else is new? <laughs> we got a, a piece of listener art from our friend, Elva Carroll, who did uh, a, a piece of video editing, a music video of sorts that I think is way too involved and probably took way too much time than is justified. But here's a submission from our friend, Elva Carroll. And uh, he does have a full music video if you want to check it out. I will that link it in so the description awesome. later. I'm sure it took way too much time. Were my eyes I, red because I'm hiding my power level? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you for that. 
A few updates to stories we covered recently and some new stories as well. Uh, of course, last week, the Erica Thomas news was sort of breaking over the weekend. More details developed throughout the week. But when we last spoke last week, Georgia State Rep Erica Thomas's encounter at the grocery store um, where she was allegedly told to go back to her country. That's where things stood. And she had kind of backtracked on that a little bit when the guy who she accused of making this racist uh, tirade against her. Yeah actually encountered her at the store and they had a just a, a like a, an impromptu debate with each other in front of news reporters that was an all-time sight. Wait, was that after the like right after the event or was it the next so day or what how happened did they... was she went so this ha- uh last Friday this encounter happened at the public right? grocery store. When was the interview she, that we featured last week? So uh, well, we didn't play the interview last week, but I oh, played portions of it um, on my individual video later in the week. But the sequence of events is it happens on Friday. She goes home Friday. She faced teary eye Facebook streams. Right. So much hate in his heart that we did play. Yeah. Then media catch wind of it. They arrange for an interview with her at the Publix on Saturday. Oh, and because he shows up. Because it's such a shit storm. This Eric Sparks guy who was accused also sees what's going on. He shows up and says, listen, I'm being smeared. And they basically debate each other. Her story slowly starts to fall apart. Okay, I thought they were just hanging out at the Publix no, all the time. No, that would have been incredible timing by the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the media reporters if they were there that quickly. But anyway, uh, additional information is now out. We have security camera footage of the incident itself. No audio, but we have an idea of what this actually looked like. So Eric Sparks does walk up to Erica Thomas. He points out the 10 items or less sign. And then she does aggressively step toward him until he leaves. And then there's also witness testimony from the, the police officers. And this witness says that she actually told him to go back and not the other way around. So here's some updated footage. I can like, turn around and go, go back. I'm going to talk to this lady, right? Uh-huh. I'll go up to this lady. I'll go, man, not to be, my exact words at the very beginning, not to be rude. It's a 10 item or less. I don't know if you realize it. There she is terrified for her up. life. <laughs> She cops the attitude right after I said that. She goes, well, I'm nine months pregnant. I said, man, I don't care if you're pregnant. It doesn't matter. And then she started saying, I don't remember what she said, but she said a few words. I go, well, you're just a lazy I did say that. But did I ever use that other term? Never. I don't know if that video has What other term? She says that I told her to go back to where she's from. Oh. She's making it this uh, Donald Trump thing. I'm anti-Donald Trump. Here's the wind. And I happen you to leave the store. And then he caught her ignorant again. And then she said, um, you can go back to where you came from. And was pointing him out the door. And that's that's what he said to her. No. She said that to him. Ah. You can go back to where you came from to him. He just kept calling her ignorant. So he didn't say go back to where you came from? No, I did not hear that from him at all. Okay. I heard that from her. Okay. Well, good for these other black people for not uh, selling Mr. Cuban out. <laughs> yeah, that guy's kind of odd. Uh, I saw we had a streamlines about that later, too. That guy kind of goes back and forth. Like he, he uses his own heritage as a shield from a lot of this stuff, which I get it. It's like, uh, you know, this whole situation has been set up that way. But it's kind of funny to watch him squirm under the system that as a progressive, I think he's probably had a hand in creating. Anyway, I, I apologize if you can hear some lawn mowing. It appears my neighbor has decided that Sunday at seven my prime time is uh the appropriate I can't hear time any. to mow his lawn so if you do hear a, a humming that's what that is hopefully it'll be over uh momentarily 
Uh, to update the case, police this week announced they will file no charges against anyone involved. Despite Erica Thomas saying at a press conference oh, yeah. on Monday, she wants the man charged with assault and jailed the vicious assault that you saw on camera there. Meanwhile, uh, Sparks is in talk with lawyers considering a defamation lawsuit against Good. Thomas. So that might happen. Are they going to drop it? Oh, no. Damn it. I thought I was transitioning you to the next topic, but it's way down there. Damn. Oh, uh, well, yeah, we do. We do have there was a transition for which that would have worked, but it'll have to wait. So hang on to it. Because first we have to talk Ilhan Omar deportation, which was a topic last week where I, you know, we, did, we don't have immigration lawyer expertise. So when Trump talks about go back to where you came from and Ilhan Omar's apparent fraudulent marriage transgressions, one would reasonably surmise at least. The question was, is it even possible, legally speaking, to send Ilhan Omar back to where she came from, to deport her as a citizen, so to speak? Thankfully, You detail-oriented folk. <laughs> What's wrong with you? catapults not legal technicalities i know well for now you can't we just do it anyway (laughs) uh if people are curious about the actual legal question thankfully we do have listener laurel who just so happens to be an immigration lawyer and uh, she runs her own channel on this topic actually and she did a detailed video explaining so i will link that later if you want to check it out hear her explain all the ins and outs of um the ilhan omar immigration and marriage fraud case but she did send me an email and the long story short is this she says uh I did some more digging, and according to Wikipedia, Ilhan Omar became a U.S. citizen at the age of 17. Mm. If so, that would change everything because the only way for that to happen is if she naturalized as a derivative when her father naturalized. A minor under the age of 18 who is a permanent resident residing in the U.S. naturalizes automatically when the person's natural parent, as opposed to a step-parent, or adoptive parent naturalizes. That means she never filed the form, the application for citizenship. And the one and only way that a person could be denaturalized and sent back to where she came from would be if she lied on that form, the N-400. So even if she was using a fake name, she still never filed an N-400 that we know of ah. and and um, and still naturalized automatically by function of law when her father naturalized it is possible that her father could be denaturalized, but so whether failure to file it is irrelevant. Well, it's not that she failed to, I guess she didn't have to, if she didn't have to did. as a minor, but there's some, even some questions there that Laurel explains in her video. Was she in fact a minor at the time? There are lots of questions to ask, but if in fact she was a minor daughter of a person who naturalized, she doesn't have to fill out the paperwork. And the only way she can be forced to go away is if she lied on the paperwork. Since she didn't fill out the paperwork, there's no way to lie on the paperwork. And Laurel's final assessment well, that's not is not the only way to get her to go away. The only legal, yeah, the only way under existing legal structure. Laurel's final assessment is under that structure, she can't be deported, but Laurel does cry. She also adds, uh, as for the issue of her marrying her brother for immigration purposes, it's quite likely that that was the reason for the marriage, one would guess. Uh, as a U.S. citizen, she can bring a spouse over right away, whereas bringing over a sibling takes 10-plus years. While the government can press criminal charges against the U.S. citizen petitioner in marriage fraud cases, uh, that's rare. And they usually only do so when someone is part of an organized crime fraudulent marriage ring. So even that would be a long shot, but possible. Uh, fine. fine. That's the legal rundown. Again, head over to uh, Laurel's channel. If you'd like to learn more, I'll link that in the description. Once we post this after the stream and thanks to Laurel for uh, clarifying that for me. Uh, tell me what happened to Jeffrey Epstein. I guess this broke on our Wednesday show, right? Uh, Uh, yeah, I guess so. 
it was happening during our Wednesday show. So Jeffrey Epstein found injured in his New York City jail cell when authorities discovered him in the fetal position with marks on his neck. So I, I read some conflicting stuff and then this kind of disappeared from the media. Two sources tell News tell News 4 that Epstein may have tried to hang himself while a third source cautioned that the injuries were not serious and questioned if Epstein might be using it as a way to get a transfer. A fourth source said an assault has not been ruled out and that another inmate was questioned. I've also read that another inmate tried to save him. And then I also read that the guards were like watching this happen and laughing about it. So <laughs> I, I don't know. They their popcorn and their beer. Yeah, really. Um, so NBC New York added that well, Epstein. They, wait, wait, wait. If they were watching, wouldn't they know whether this was a suicide attempt or an I assault? I read that from Radar Online, so oh. I didn't put it in here, but then still felt it necessary to That would clarify, <laughs> because of course this invites all kinds of um, theorizing about what actually happened. Was this a real suicide attempt? Was this an attempt to get better treatment or get a better jail facility, prison facility? Or... Is it, you know, is it possibly one of Epstein's many rich and famous connections, making sure he doesn't say a damn thing yeah. by ending him? I mean, I think this is very suspicious. I've been saying for a long time that if he gets implicated, which he clearly has been, that he is going to get offed by somebody. The good old Clinton treatment. Um, <laughs> the so Clinton I don't body know. count was trending on Twitter for a little while. Seriously? Last week. I think then Jack <laughs> took care of it right away. But so it he's was on suicide training. watch right now. Um, oh, okay. So I, I don't know. I mean, he seems too narcissistic to try to kill himself in earnest, perhaps. But but maybe. I mean, I kind of. He kind seems of like a crafty this. dude. I mean, yeah. he's got a lot. Like, obviously, the question of how he, in fact, earned all of his money is probably the single biggest question of his craftiness. And it would appear that he uh, he knows how to. I don't know. He knows how to manipulate people to his advantage. I would think I'd be, I'd be right. surprised if this was an actual legitimate suicide attempt. I, I highly doubt that it was. I mean, the question is if he dies, does this all go away? Do people stop investigating the involvement of others? Cause clearly a number of other people were involved in this. Hmm. Uh, so I don't know. We'll have to wait and see uh, to your prior transition that didn't quite work, but we'll still mm -hmm. honor it in Memorial. The, Speaking of dropped lawsuits, the Covington Catholic students defamation lawsuit against the uh, Washington Post has been dismissed. The case has been dropped. Aww. We covered, of course, the $250 million defamation suit from Nick Sandman, the now famous Covington MAGA hat assault smirker. You can see him on screen there against the Washington <laughs> Post. On Friday, the federal judge on the case dismissed the suit. The suit alleged, uh, alleged 33 defamatory statements in seven articles and three tweets from the Post. But the judge noted that the articles in question did not name Sandman and the claims that Washington Post said Sandman assaulted or physically intimidated Nathan Phillips or taunted him racially, quote, is not supported by the plain language of the article, which states none of those things. So I suppose I haven't read the detailed um, legal documents here, but I'm guessing mm -hmm. the, the case for Nicholas Sandman was that that a lot of these things were implied or to they were easily inferred. But the Washington Post never explicitly said Nick Sandman is a criminal guy who assaulted uh, racially assaulted Nathan Right, but Phillips. they never do when it was inferred. Yeah, it's it, you run into some pretty tricky areas here because I do agree that the, the reporting was entirely irresponsible. 
But if you're not careful with the standard of defamation, suddenly you have very serious First Amendment implications. Yeah, I understand. But it was clearly defamatory and and harmful to his reputation and future career prospects. Well, and, and you got to remember, again, I'm not a I'm not a lawyer, too. So I defer to some of the lawyers in our audience. But Nick Sandman's just a private citizen at the time. He's not yeah. a public figure. So the standard is just was the Washington Post negligent with respect to the truth? I'm satisfied that they were negligent. They They did not. Do so the fact that finding. Is the standard for a private citizen. Yeah, just for a kid like Nick Nick Sandman, there's no actual malice that needs to be proved. But they always so, do that. They say they just take it to the line of defamatory, just so they could protect themselves in this exact situation. It's such Sand, shifty nonsense. Sandman's lawyers aren't going to give up. They plan to appeal the decision. And remember, he still has pending lawsuits against CNN and NBC over their coverage of the incident. Savannah Guthrie saying, don't you think there's something aggressive about standing there? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if she has to pay up. Um, the UK has a new prime minister. Yeah. Boris Johnson. May. So, so I don't know very much about Boris Johnson, um, except he has ridiculous Trumpian hair. Yeah. They are going to look um, cute together for sure. Yeah, really. Uh, which we will talk about in a second. But throughout his campaign to become leader of the Conservative Party, he has maintained a hard line stance on Brexit. So I'm seeing a lot of people in this realm that are quite hopeful about this. Uh, the UK will leave the EU, he says, with or without a deal on October 31st, which is the new deadline for leaving after May failed to pass her Brexit deal. Um, so Donald Trump, he's been saying a lot of similarly Trumpian things about him this week. He said yeah. he was talking about a trade agreement that they've been working on, um, a free trade deal. And he said, I think it will be a very substantial trade agreement. You know, we can do with the UK. We can do three to four times. We were actually impeded by their relationship with the <laughs> EU. We were very much impeded on trade. And I think we can do three to four or five times what we're doing. So they've been working on this free trade deal. Um, and they're saying it's going to be much, much bigger, the way biggest bigger and the best the, the world has the ever seen. No one yeah. previously thought it was possible for sure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. I, I, again, I'm not, I'm not a, an expert on Brexit either, but, um, it doesn't seem that the prospect for having a deal with the EU prior to October 31st is very high either. So it looks like maybe the, the UK is just going to walk away. Just going to, just going to bail out of the EU without any kind of trade deal. So we'll see how that, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. I just hope the people get what they voted for at the end of the day. That's what I want to see. Or they can just keep voting until they say the right thing. (laughs) I guess, yeah, to keep holding elections until they vote the right way. You guys did it wrong last time. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Well, I mentioned some good news, uh, news that you'll appreciate about the wall specifically. This was uh, big news on Friday night. The Supreme Court sided with the Trump administration, at least in freeing up some money. So they lifted a freeze backed by a lower court that previously halted plans to use two and a half billion dollars in Pentagon funds for border wall construction. And I say construction, but what I really mean is kind of replacement, because that's one of the caveats here. You're not necessarily getting new wall features, but you will get updated wall features in the immediate Mm. future. That's better than nothing, I guess. Recall back in February, of course, Trump ended a month-long government shutdown over border wall funding by declaring a national emergency to divert existing Pentagon funds to border wall construction. So the court sided with Trump 5-4. Kagan, Ginsburg, and Sotomayor dissented. Stephen Breyer wrote a weird split opinion where he kind of uh, agreed in part with both sides. But what the ruling means is that uh, 
Projects replacing existing fencing in California, Arizona, and New Mexico can proceed. This is work that was covered by four contracts already awarded. So the, the, the actual heart of the litigation about whether Trump can, in fact, do a lot of this uh, financial shuffling around with an emergency declaration by going around Congress, that litigation remains. So mm -hmm. that will actually okay. uh, that is actually being litigated in a lower court uh, currently, and that will continue. But what the Supreme Court is saying now is this money can be dispensed while this legal question gets decided. So you'll have at least updated wall while you figure out if the rest of the money, which is something like eight and a half billion or eight billion dollars total, would that cover the whole wall? I, I remember we talked about this uh, a while back, but what is the total cost? The total I thought Trump was saying cost? a while ago like five billion, but I, I can't remember. I also can't remember. Let me know in the live chat. Yeah, and so you know this is a this is a partial victory that's not a total victory. Um, the lawsuit at the Supreme Court was brought by the American Civil Liberties Union on behalf of the Sierra Club and the Southern Border Communities Coalition. The justices who lifted the freeze on the money, they didn't, uh, they didn't give a lengthy explanation for their decision, but they said among the reasons they were doing so was that the government had made a sufficient showing at this stage that those bringing the lawsuit have a right to challenge the decision to use, uh, do not have a right to challenge the decision to use the money. So basically the people challenging this didn't have much standing. They didn't have a legitimate reason to actually bring the challenge in the first place. So mm -hmm. they said, we'll figure this out later. You can spend your money for now. And uh, we'll have to see what happens. The meat of the question remains to be seen. And of course, you know, as much as I want to see the, the wall built and we've discussed previously, I have some questions and some hesitation about off about, uh, this sort of presidential authority to circumvent Congress for uh, infrastructure projects that Congress explicitly rejected. But it's this is a, the most important infrastructure project in the history of the country. This is a tough principles versus outcome uh, debate. Come on, it's one of, it's come one on of over. Those. The water's fine. Well, I don't, I'm not comfortable with extending that much presidential authority and basically eliminating the role, the constitutional role well, of Congress the in this case. Of, of but, executive action. I mean, it's already. They already have too much that's power. The, but that's the point Let's is those are bad. Good. That's the point is executive power has gone too far. Yeah. It needs to be it needs to be swept back to Congress where is it belongs. Is now the time, though? Okay, so maybe this gets cleared and then... <laughs> then we say, ha-ha, you don't get to... It doesn't matter. The neo-unrealist just told me that $2.5 is only 100 miles. So that sounds vaguely familiar. That's, that's true. And I read 150. $25 billion for the entire... Okay, so, so yeah, I read 150 miles of now updated border wall that this will, that this will cover. Yeah. I don't like it. Uh, well, well, you're still on the right track to, to where you want to be, I think. And there's, as I mentioned, there's additional news that you'll appreciate. If the reporting in the New York Times is to be believed, another effective use of tariffs. So, you know, if I'm going to eat crow, I, I have to admit that my hesitation on the tariff front seems to be uh, incorrect in several cases as well. It seems like he's using this as a, as a negotiation method to some effect with Mexico and with Guatemala. So, Which he did say he was going to do, and we, I remember we expressed skepticism about it. So if if he's accomplishing these things, good for him. And, of course, I want what's good for the country. I don't want to be... Right. I, I would rather be wrong and have the country benefit than be right and watch the country suffer. You know, uh, the good news here is that on Friday, Trump announced an agreement with Guatemala requiring people who travel through the country to seek asylum. They must. Uh, uh, so, so people who are coming from Central America, basically uh, south of Guatemala. 
through Mexico into the United States. Those people will have to seek asylum in Guatemala first rather than trying to seek asylum in the United States. American officials said the deal could go into effect within weeks, uh, though there will be an expected or there is expected legal challenge. Uh, So this obviously does nothing currently for illegal immigration from Mexico. But again, uh, everybody coming seeking asylum from countries south of Guatemala, traveling through Guatemala to get here, would have to stop by Guatemala first and check out what's going on in there. And I think that makes sense. Like if you're generally fleeing persecution, Right, right. Then all you care about is getting away from the persecution. If you're going to the United States, even though it's farther away, there's probably another reason you're going beyond the persecution itself. Do you think people are going to stop coming? Uh, Doubtful. I mean, I'm sure they won't stop trying because, of course, we have a significant portion of this country that keeps encouraging open borders and advertising open borders, frankly. But the question will be, how are they handled at the border? Now, if right, you're, right. If you're and, from and Honduras or something and you're processed at the border, say, are you yeah. booted right away? And how much better is living in Guatemala than living in Honduras? I read some, there's some mention in this article about problems in Guatemala. And it's like, well, yeah, but that's the point. As long as it's better than the persecution you're fleeing, then that's not my problem. Mm. You know, it's that asylum is supposed to be freedom from persecution. Freedom from persecution in the closest possible place to where you are seems to make sense to me. But... We'll see how this plays out. Uh, oh my gosh. Huh? You know, sticks got married to Elizabeth's philosophy. Is that true? Yeah. I haven't watched the video yet, but he no went to Europe. Freaking way. Yeah. Congratulations. Wow. So yeah, congrats to, uh, to our friend sticks. It's, it's just kind of out of nowhere, but yes, they, they did the whole video together and all that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, you you ready to talk Mueller? It's Mueller time, as Don Lemon said this week. Now I'm all distracted. Um, yeah, yeah sorry I guess to bring so. you down. You're Although excited for a wedding, but really depressing. Like this this whole Mueller thing. I, I've I've spent so much time hating him, and then I just by the end of watching the like 30 minutes of this that I watched because it was so boring. <laughs> um, I was like, wow, I. Uh, I just feel bad for him. He did. Uh, yeah. I mean, this was, this was hyped as like the event of the century. You know, this was going to take down a president, that sort of thing. All the talking heads were talking about it, uh, ad nauseum. And then, uh, Mueller comes out and of course we haven't heard him speak very much. He was silent. He had the 10 minute press conference back in the spring in May when he stopped, when he closed the special counsel's office. And other than that, he's been quiet and I didn't expect him to be basically so tired and old and confused. Yeah. And if there's one obvious takeaway from this hearing, it is that Mueller himself did not actually do that much work on the Mueller report. He's just the honorable old man face of the report. Uh, So he appeared unable to follow throughout both hearings. He's constantly asking, can you repeat the question? I didn't hear you. This it sounded what? like a nursing home talk. Yeah. yeah. And of course he had two hearings before both Jerry Nadler's judiciary committee and Adam Schiff's Intel committee, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. He's repeatedly asking for questions to be re- repeated. He's just sounding old and, uh, and tired. This is a super cut of some of those moments. You don't, you don't think it was put on. Chris- do you? Oh, the, this was an act. Like this was a, a Christine Blasey Ford act. It did not like appear as such to me. Hmm. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. I think this is the actual Robert Mueller, and this is him, very confused and unaware of his surroundings. Committed the crime of obstruction. 
You could not publicly state that in your report or here today? Can you repeat the question, sir? You're going to have to repeat that for me. Pardon? Can you read the last question? The last question was I want to make certain I got it accurate. I'm sorry, could you restate The individual is in fact obligated to provide what's being demanded by the regulation or statute, meaning you don't have any wiggle room, right? I'd have to look more closely at the statute. Well, I just read it to you. And where are you reading from on that? I'm reading from my question. <laughs> uh, then could you repeat it? Okay. I apologize. Sure. Can you start it again? Okay, sure. Even RBG's like, okay, that guy's too old. He needs to retire. I know, jeez. Yeah. Uh, so not only that, I mean, again, to be fair, those are clips from what? Like how many hours of testimony? Like six, four, four to six, somewhere in there. You doctored but, the footage. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, that's that's just a viral example that's been circulating Twitter this week. But there were some key moments that... Uh, illustrate this exact same idea. So Mueller appeared not to know his own work on a few occasions. In one exchange with Representative Collins, Mueller said collusion and conspiracy are not the same thing, even though he was just read a quote from his own report that says they are considered the same thing. Here, listen to this exchange. It's just confusing and just silly. At any time with the investigation, was your investigation curtailed or stopped or hindered? No. Collusion is not a specific offense or a term of art in the federal criminal law. Conspiracy is. Yes. In the colloquial context, known public context, collusion, collusion and conspiracy are essentially synonymous terms, correct? No. If no, on page 180 of volume one of your report, you wrote, as defined in legal dictionaries, collusion is largely synonymous with conspiracy as that crime is set forth in the general federal conspiracy statute, 18 U.S.C. 371. Are you sitting here today testifying something different than what your report states? Well, what I'm asking is if you can give me the citation, I can look at the citation and uh, evaluate whether it is. Okay, you stated that you would stay within the report. I just stated your report back to you. And you said that collusion, oh. collusion and conspiracy were not synonymous terms. That was your answer was no. That's correct. In that, page 180 of volume one of your report, it says, as defined in legal dictionaries, collusion is largely synonymous with conspiracy as that crime is set forth in general conspiracy statute 18 U.S.C. 371. Are you contradicting your report right now? Not when I read it. So you would change your answer to no, yes then? No. The, uh, if you look at the language... I'm reading your report, sir. It's a yes or no answer. Page 180. Page 180, volume one. I'll leave it with the uh, report. So the report says, yes, they are synonymous. Hopefully for finally, out of your own report, we can put to bed the collusion and conspiracy. What? Oh, my gosh. When? It's bedtime. It's time for, uh, you know, a glass of milk and cookies. Yeah, give them some soup. Yeah. Uh, the underrated part of that, in addition to just the confusion about his own language in his own report is this, the question at the start, were you ever, uh, was the investigation ever interfered with or impeded upon? No flat. No, no explanation flat. No. And yet the narrative is from Ted Lou and Jerry Nadler and the rest, many, many, uh, elements of obstruction, many, many cases of, of obstruction. The man just told you flat out. My investigation was not interfered with, not impeded upon. Yeah. Yet here we are, still doing this song and dance some three years later. I know, with the squad coming out about credible evidence of collusion <laughs> with Russia. 
Um, Which, by the way, none of that is new. No, nobody learned a new fact except for a moment with Ted Lou that they thought they had, which I'll get to in a minute. But even that, even Mueller uh, squashed that. So we don't. There was nothing new that was learned out of this entire circus. Um, there was a, one of the most controversial things that we've discussed about the Mueller report. Remember the specific language. While this report does not uh, accuse the president of a crime, I'm paraphrasing, he doesn't accuse the president of a crime. It also does not exonerate him. Right. And we've wondered for a long time, that's dumb. You have a presumption of innocence. What prosecutor ever comes out and says, I can't exonerate that man. Of this crime? <laughs> that's not your job. Right. You know, a jury will find guilt or innocence, but absent evidence of guilt, the presumption is innocence. So you don't say, I didn't find evidence of innocence. That's a nonsense thing to say. Uh, Congressman Ratcliffe of Texas, I believe, uh, explained this point better than I think anyone else could. This was uh, probably the highlight of the entire hearing for me. Today, you said at all times the special counsel team operated under, was guided by, and followed Justice Department policies and principles. So which DOJ policy or principle sets forth a legal standard that an investigated person is not exonerated if their innocence from criminal conduct is not conclusively determined? Where does that language come from, Director? Where is the DOJ policy that says that? Can you give me an example other than Donald Trump where the Justice Department determined that an investigated person was not exonerated because I, their I, innocence was not conclusively determined? I, I, I cannot, but this is a unique Okay, situation. well, I, you can't. Time is short. I've got five minutes. Let's just leave it at you can't find it because I'll tell you why. It doesn't exist. Nowhere does it say that you were to conclusively determine Donald Trump's innocence or that the special counsel report should determine whether or not to exonerate him. It's not in any of the documents. It's not in your appointment order. It's not in the special counsel regulations. It's not in the OLC opinions. It's not in the justice manual. And it's not in the principles of federal prosecution. Nowhere do those words appear together because respectfully, respectfully, director, it was not the special counsel's job to conclusively determine Donald Trump's innocence or to exonerate him because the bedrock principle of our justice system is a presumption of innocence. And because there is a presumption of innocence, prosecutors never, ever need to conclusively determine it. Yeah, totally. Good for him. I know. Yet I still have this overwhelming sympathy for Mueller. I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe it's happening. Well, he's he's pushed out of the car now. Uh, he's he's definitely rolling on the road. That classic meme of like that SUV and the Democrats are just shoving him yeah. right out the car door because they don't have use for him anymore. And we did so, talk about this uh, at the time, like him kind of being a figurehead and, and the left using uh, his credibility and his the merits of his career to put him in front of this uh, this whole thing. I mean, he clearly had no like limited familiarity with it. Uh, with what was written. Yeah, there are a few explanations for maybe his lack of familiarity. One might just be that he's older and things escape him. The other explanation might be that he legitimately did not do very much work on this. And um, and if that's the case, then you have to wonder. Yeah, I mean, it's is, also is possible he just, he's putting on too. Is he well, or is it an acting job? Yeah, did he go to the Christine Blasey Ford acting school? Well, this and, is so much more convincing than Christine Blasey. Ford. I mean. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I can't believe I pity I pitied him because I, I've just been so angry the last few years. But also, it's it's only been two years. How much can somebody's mental clarity deteriorate in that amount of time? Well, a lot he's, can he's happen, what, but we don't, we don't know that he had any health episode or anything. It's not like he had some problem that accelerated uh, any kind of mental faculty issue or anything like that. I actually don't think he's that 
out of it, I just think he didn't work that much on it and doesn't really care anymore. That's kind of my read. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. But here he is. Uh, the, the Democrats thought they had a moment, Ted Lieu did, when he asked him about the OLC opinion. So the Office of Legal Counsel opinion, recall, is a Justice Department rule that says you can't indict or you can't charge a sitting president, that that would create too much chaos in the executive branch. It doesn't make sense. Constitutionally, the remedy is impeachment. If you believe the president committed a crime, Congress's job is to impeach and remove that president, and then that president can be prosecuted in the courts just like anybody else. So Ted Lieu asks him, is the OLC opinion, that rule, the reason you didn't charge the president? And Mueller replies, yes. Now, of course, one interpretation of that exchange that the Democrats run with is that means the only reason Mueller right. did not charge, that Mueller wanted to charge him but didn't because policy precludes him. Mueller clarified, though, later in the afternoon session, that's not the correct interpretation. He stood by what it says in the report, which is, I did not reach a determination. On the facts of the case, I did not reach a determination. It's not because I concluded, yes, Trump should be charged, but I can't do the charges. So here's what that sounded like. The reason, again, that you did not indict Donald Trump is because of OLC opinion stating that you cannot indict a sitting president, correct? Uh, that is correct. I want to add one correction to my testimony this morning. I want to go back to one thing that was said this morning by Mr. Liu, who said, and I quote, you didn't charge the president because of the OLC opinion. That is not the correct way to say it. As we say in the report, and as I said at the opening, we did not reach a determination as to whether the president committed a crime. So mm. there goes your talking point. Right. Unfortunately for Democrats. And did you they might, still use it? I'm sure they did. Actually, Jerry Nadler did in his press conference. I don't have the clip in front of me, but I was listening back to it for the purposes of making the intro. And yeah, he made that same claim again, which again, this was after the hearing had concluded. So he he's just lying at that point. He knows what he's saying has been taken, ha, has been clarified by Mueller himself, but he still goes with the talking point. And just in case you had any hope of the Democrats doing the politically smart thing and saying, all right, we're satisfied. We're going to focus on 2020. We're going to beat Trump that way. Nope. This is what you voted for. This is what you got in the Democratic controlled house. This is what right. everyone knew was going to happen. Jerry Nadler, chairman of the Judiciary Committee, is now asking a judge to share Mueller's secret grand jury evidence. So, you know, just when you thought the investigations were over, in fact, we're going to get more investigations. Nadler is petitioning a D.C. federal district court judge for the release of this information. Nadler says he needs it so his committee can make a recommendation on articles of impeachment. Grand jury evidence, of course, is confidential when it doesn't lead to criminal charges traditionally. That is to say, if you don't bring charges against a person, why would you just publicize all the evidence that a prosecutor gathered in pursuit of that case? That seems like kind of a privacy violation. But we're still going to do this because, you know, screw the basic principles of our legal system. We have a president to take care of. The irony, of course, is much better shot at defeating Trump the old-fashioned electoral way than you do at this removal from office. The American people, polling-wise, are not on their side, not to mention until 2020. They have a Senate. At, at, at this point, these people are becoming so adversarial. Trump could shoot a puppy on the street, and I don't think the Senate would uh, vote to remove him from office. I just don't think it would happen. It's too politically polarized. And the Democrats are at least 50% of the blame, if not more, on that reality. 
And the polling, as I previously mentioned, shows that Americans just want to be done with this. I know, uh, they don't care. Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody was persuaded by the Mueller testimony. According to uh, a ABC News Ipsos poll recently released, 40% of respondents say the Mueller hearing made no difference in whether they would support impeachment. Only 27% said the hearings made them more likely to support and 26% said less likely. In a previous poll, just in case you're curious about supporting impeachment generally, as reported by the Washington Examiner here, this poll found 38% of voters supporting impeachment, 50% opposed. It's not only the legally right thing to do to drop this because due process has been exhausted to the nth degree at this point. It's the politically smart thing to do. Yeah. But they're not going to do it. They're going to carry on and we're going to waste millions of dollars more, hours more. No, as I've said, this is excellent. They should continue doing this. It's not uh, in the favor of the public. Yeah, it's I think it's going the, to make people furious and they're going to lose. They should definitely continue down this path of impeachment. If their rabid hatred of Trump is the single factor that contributes to their losing to him, it will be, uh, well, it'll be irony as delicious as it was in 2016, which of course it was a factor then. The only difference is this time around, I fear more for my safety. Last time it was about the laughs. This time it's about uh, having an emergency food supply. Let's put yeah. it that way. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. That's all on the Mueller report. I don't have any more to say unless you do. I don't I I've talked enough about this garbage in the last year or no, so. No, I mean, I suppose it yielded what I expected to some degree. I did expect him to be evasive, um, but I wasn't expecting the pity. And I think that uh although we had anticipated that he may not be as involved as he appeared, I didn't expect this much of a detachment from hmm. from the entire thing. I mean, the one thing I forgot to mention on his lack of involvement, I didn't have the clip, but he was asked uh, specifically how many interviews he actually participated in. And his answer, I believe, was, quote, very few. So not zero, but not many. He's not actually the guy talking to all the witnesses and, uh, sem- and gathering at least the, the evidence in the form of testimony, in the form yeah. of witness testimony. Anyway, next up uh, is the Baltimore controversy. Is Baltimore ratty or not? But we should probably take a break before we hop into that, I would think. Okay. Uh, Let's do it. Um, Brady Sutliff says, hi. Is this the first one? Uh, Obvious eights. Congratulations to Sticks for getting Hicks, for getting Hicks, uh, for getting hitched. (laughs) Make some babies, y'all. Yeah, I had to Hmm. investigate this because I, I, I didn't even know they were dating. But she's super uh, cute. I actually messaged him it, yeah. like last year, and I'm like, "You should hook up with this girl. You guys would be adorable." Maybe with you're the one. Maybe you. Maybe no, you prompted it. I, I was not the only person saying that. No, they had done an interview, and the entire comment section was like, "Hit that stick." Oh, the sparks were flying. Yeah, what? They just had obvious. very good chemistry. Oh, cool. Um, Deep Center Field Press. Duller time. Did I miss my nap? I can't get into that. Or am I faking <laughs> it better than the porn star than a porn star on meth, Robert? Mueller? Yeah. Uh, Dakota Stanton Muller had more of a crack brain than my hippie grandmother. Oh, oh, I'm sorry about your grandma. And like his, his little expression with, he's got like, he kind of has a default frown, not really a scowl, but like a frown, like a sad frown. He should be feeding the birds or, you know, yeah. Uh, Beaner 81, 27, the U S tried to open immigration before look at South Florida in the seventies and eighties. It uh, made it the most dangerous area in the country. We're still feeling the effects of it to this day. Hmm. 
um obvious eight stop shilling and congratulate sticks and elizabeth's philosophy we did uh but i just <laughs> priorities found out. priorities uh page fault says damn you greedy bastards have you ever heard of the cleargate plan yes if yes do you believe it's happening uh throughout western nations that's a loaded you should call in on wednesday we should talk about it on wednesday yeah or send us an email if, uh, uh, if you can't call in the donzilio show no note thank you sir or ma'am ryan perucker did you hear the six got married yes I heard six got married. um <laughs> congratulations big lc says holy shit guys go check out steve-o's twitter right now did he get hacked like jessica alba i didn't see that what happened what happened jessica with her? alba her twitter got hacked by the most hilarious person i've ever it was like somebody hacked in her twitter and was like the jews did 9 11 <laughs> and like all sorts of stuff it all right i'm gonna really go bad. i'm gonna pay a visit to steve-o's Steve twitter let's see what we got here uh our son in v uh matt and blonde are the yin yang of internet big bang thank you robin says someone needs to keep tabs on erica what's her face i'm like 99 percent sure she's just fat not pregnant if she's nine months it should be any day now uh All speaking right. of go home bitch go yeah. home bitch uh, i don't see anything on steve-o's account so maybe they got deleted by now oh um, i wonder if somebody also hacked let me know in the live chat did steve-o get hacked is that what he's talking about uh uh andrew pollock take my shekels you matt and blonde much love from south suburbs of chicago and you're still alive uh, well, oh, he said suburbs. Never mind. Pay us, oh, bitch. <laughs> 11 days until my wedding. Can I get a shout out for my fiance? Give us a good old Kayla. I'm sorry. We did all the wedding shout outs we can do for tonight. We filled the quota. We cannot do that. Kayla, what, Kayla, Kayla. K How do you spell it? Well, he said like Kayla, like K-A-Y-L-A-H. I'm going to go with Kayla then. It must be, but maybe it's like the way he wanted me to say and it. And what's the groom's name or username? Andrew. Palette. Congrats, Palette. congrats to Andrew and Kayla. Um, Automata, I saw uh, I saw someone post. Looks like someone wants Epstein to Pokemon go to his grave, and I will admit <laughs> I could not stop cracking. Okay. Um, Marshall Taylor, hey Matt, here at Glacial National Park, visiting oh, cool. for the first time. This is a beautiful state. Catch the show later. You and Blonde do great work. Keep it up. We're trying. Well, thanks. I hope you have fun. I've not spent uh, spent really any time in Glacier, which. Uh, is a is a ridiculous thing to admit as a Montanan, but I live down close to Yellowstone, and that's uh, that's more than its fair share of pristine wilderness. And I will get up there soon. I hope you have fun up there. Oh, glacial was a typo. My bad. I did say that as it's spelled. Oh, um, well, Glacier National Park is glacial. That is true. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's do a few more liberal slayer. As an associate at a certain store, I can say that this store takes their ten items or less policy very strictly. I've seen really? people ask to go to a different lane for having more than 10 items. Hey, Good. them's the rules. You're going to have a policy. Enforce it. Uh, yes. Unless it gets in the way with your end game. Uh, Boogeyman917 says, I doubt it. And the last one for right now, and then we'll circle back. First son of man got in an argument with my mother tonight because I asked who was worse, Hitler or Stalin. She answered incorrectly. Love you both. <laughs> okay. Yes, we all know Stalin was worse. Fight me. Okay. Uh, let's check in over on Streamlabs. Cameron says, went to the range with one of my friends this weekend, had some great conversations, including the degenerate anti-white media, changing demographics and the failure of curtain, the current political system. By the way, great video, Blonde. Hope things are well for you all. I hope you had fun at the range and thanks for supporting the show, man. Uh, Philip says, this is what I was referencing earlier. I'm not white. I'm not white. Okay, I am white, but my grandmother didn't, grandmother didn't speak English. I'm not white. That's kind of the testimony of Eric Sparks. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, maybe I am kind of white, but 
my Cuban grandma didn't speak English, so I have victim points too, so you can't get me. That was kind of fun to watch. Mike Donovan says, Blonde, you're right. The West can be saved with faith. It was built on principles inspired by fundamentalist Christianity and ran, uh, and ran on it for 300 years. However, getting 300 million people to suddenly accept Christ, uh, accept, accept Christ and return to those principles is easier said than done. I'll have to listen to your video. But, uh, I don't know. I am getting eviscerated in the comments. Um, I shouldn't read the comments. Never read the comments. Somebody once told me that I shouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> but people don't want to be told to return to religious values. Well, and I don't, um, I don't know about you, but my perspective, if I was uh, on the faith team of this one, and I'm not necessarily anti the faith team, but the goal is to persuade. It's not to impose. No, I'm not want... telling people they have to return to yeah. Christian values. I just think it might benefit society and, you know, us healing our souls on an individual level. Um, but it's it's difficult. Like, I'm trying to return to Catholicism right now, and it has been a difficult road. So, you know. Well, that's because you're a guilty, guilty sinner. It's true. I and you'll burn really in hell am. forever. <laughs> I, I am. I'm pretty sure yeah. I'm going to go to hell. So I need to get that sorted, don't I? Don't tread on me says, or Don tread on me. I think it's Don tread on me. Uh, says long time no see y'all just wanted to say keep up god bless well thank you uh smegma bukaki 69 hey blonde you should check out the australian rock band the beards they have four best-selling albums about the virtues of having a beard i think you'll really like them p.s uh damith damith builds walls like a faggot i don't oh this this must be the wall building contest they had in uh, melbourne i think is what he's referring to one wall was built for me and one wall was built for you Redicus says, uh, I stand by my, excuse me, DNA, DNA statement, but now have to quote the South Park Michael Jackson skit. <laughs> they ignorant, they ignorant and never go full retard. All right, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> Steve says, love you guys. Thank you, Steve. Zora says, in Culture War News, my favorite comic show is ruined. I stomached the new rainbow hijab wearing superhero. Oh, God. But I have to drop it after she was also confirmed as non-binary and bisexual, too. Google Halo Young Justice intersectional gold medalist anyone? Well, she's going to be decapitated by the Mujahideen very soon. <laughs> I would think. Inbound, she's going to have to fight them. <laughs> okay, Don Tread on me also says, "Oh, talk about bearing the lead." I have an interview with uh, Inner City School tomorrow. Wish me luck. I may have to try hitting the reset button with these kids and use some blonde, fashy rhetoric. You'll hear about it on the news, I'm sure. If I do, God bless. Well, good luck. Lion Patriot says, let it be known that I, Lion Patriot, I'm not sad. I have no information on the Clintons. They are outstanding citizens who have selflessly served the public. I am very happy. Well, congratulations on we a long and prosperous we life without a tragic <laughs> triple shot to the back of the head suicide yeah. uh, in a Virginia park. You know, good, good luck with that, Lion Patriot. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, so Steve-O's account was hacked. Okay. My speculation is that it was the same person that hacked Jessica Alba. And he posted that meme of all of the news networks with the star of David over every person who's Jewish. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So I guess, do these people not d double verify? Uh, yeah, I, w I have like double security on pretty much everything I run. Oh, yeah. That's in the, the phone security thing. Anyway, uh, thanks to our uh, top contributor over on DLive, Darth Jones. Thanks for supporting the show over there if you're on DLive as well. We'll get right back into it and carry on because there is another Twitter flame war upon us. Trump, of course, last week lit the world on fire through Twitter with the go back to your country uh, tweet. Kind of losing you, by the way. I have you in like 
really low resolution, sub one forty four p, but maybe it'll correct itself. Yeah, you're like made of three pixels at the moment, but it looks like it's clearing up a little bit. Anyway, last week, Trump lights the world on fire with his tweet about the squad and how they need to go back. Well, on Saturday morning, Trump did it again, uh, again, creating controversy with a tweet about Maryland Congressman Elijah Cummings uh, tweeting this out uh, on Saturday morning. He says, Representative Elijah Cummings has been a brutal bully shouting and screaming at the the great men and women of Border Patrol about conditions at the southern border when actually his Baltimore district is far worse and more dangerous. His district is considered the worst in the USA. As proven last week during a congressional tour, the border is clean, efficient, and well-run, just very crowded. Cummings District is a disgusting, rat- and rodent-infested mess. (laughs) I've spent more time in Baltimore... No, if he spent more time in Baltimore, sorry, maybe he could help clean up this very dangerous and filthy place. And of course, Trump is being called uh, racist for this tweet or series of tweets, much like he was called racist for calling out the squad. But Trump has since doubled down, accusing Cummings of playing the racist, uh, the race card and calling him racist. So Trump responds to the racism accusation. There's nothing racist in plainly stating what most people already know, that Elijah Cummings has done a terrible job for the people of his district and of Baltimore itself. Dems always play the race card when they are unable to win on the facts. Shame. Then he says, if racist Elijah Cummings would focus more of his energy on helping the good people of his district the Balt- uh, and Baltimore itself, perhaps progress could be made in fixing Where the mess is the lie? that As he has always. helped to create. Over many oh, years of incompetent leadership, his radical oversight is a joke. But yes, point taken. We've all seen The Wire. I mean, we know what's up in Baltimore. I've, Except for Skag. Skag hasn't yeah. seen The Wire. Is that a movie? If it's a movie, I haven't seen it. If it's, it's a show, maybe. It's an excellent HBO show that everybody should watch because it takes an unflinching look at the black community in Baltimore. Um, I still have you in crazy low res. Can, maybe if you like rejoin the Hangout, maybe it'll Seriously? fix itself. Yeah. It's not fixing itself. So you want to just dip out and come right oh, back in? Oh, that is so bad. Okay. All right. We'll be back in a second. In the meantime, uh, I guess I'll hang out and um, ask everybody how you're doing. Hope you're having a fun night. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, maybe I'll play the, uh, the, the song from Keyboard Cat to uh, help us pass the time. Wherever Blonde might be. I didn't know it took quite this long to rejoin a hangout, but here we are. Oh, there we go. <laughs> okay. What's going on? It's totally clear on my end. I'm not having any. Now you, now you look better. Oh. I think this was a you problem. My internet's very good. I disagree <laughs> with that. Because everything else was, is working fine. My stream's not dipping out. So anyway, I know everybody loves uh, technical talk about the show, but we're ready to move on because after all, Trump is racist. We got to talk about it. Yeah. So that, of course, is the accusation that Trump's observations about Baltimore, the truth of which we'll evaluate momentarily, are racist, thus very mean, Thus, we're literally supposed to cry about it. This is Victor Blackwell on CNN literally crying about the tweets that he read because I guess he's from Baltimore. Infested, he says. The president says about Congressman Cummings' district. Don't do it, dude. That no human would want to live there. You know who did, Mr. President? I did. From the day I was brought home from the hospital, 
to the day I left for college. And a lot of people I care about still do. There are challenges, no doubt. But people are proud of their community. I don't want to sound self-righteous, but people get up and go to work there. They care for their families there. They love their children who pledge allegiance to the flag, just like people who live in districts of congressmen who support you, sir. They are Americans, too. We'll be right back. Well, I don't think Trump said they're not Americans. The two things can be true at once. That is to say, good people can live in a city that is uh, terrible and full of rats and additional other problems, to be blunt. And it's, you know, it's one of those truths that Trump discusses that maybe is not comfortable or fun to talk about, but is based in reality. And if you, if you right. care to confront the facts. So here's some interesting pieces of information about Baltimore. It's number three, uh, according to 2017 federal crime data in the violent crime rate. Yeah. Number three in the country, specifically uh, in murder, according to the Baltimore Sun, the worst in the country, the worst homicide rate of all U.S. big cities. This is according to reporting from September of last year. To the point about rats, uh, fact check true. Baltimore, among most rat infested cities in the U.S., according to an Orkin report, it's number eight on the list of the 10 rattiest cities, worst rat infestations in the country in 2017. And the rat problem specifically was observed by the mayor herself touring the city last fall. This is what that looked like. About a year ago, city leaders identified some of the city's most violent neighborhoods. What the hell? <laughs> we should just take all this <laughs> down. To target. <laughs> Ooh, you can smell the rats. Under Baltimore's Violence Reduction Initiative. Ooh, Jesus. Just last week, we went with Mayor Pugh as she toured an East Baltimore neighborhood. This is a new one. I've been out here 54 years. This is a new one. Baltimore's Violence Reduction Initiative is about taking steps to rid communities of the cornerstones that contribute to crime. Oh, my God. You can smell the dead animals. Blocks of dilapidated buildings help to hide the addiction that's crippled this community. Yeah. Oh, uh, so I, I, as we mentioned, fact check true. I, it's one of those, it, this is classic Trump. This is Trump stating a plain truth in blunt words and everyone's getting offended about it. Um, I appreciated her candor. That was good. <laughs> we got to tear this shit down. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Ooh, ooh, I can smell the rats. Okay. <laughs> Uh, if you still aren't convinced about Baltimore, and of course, I expect probably another week's worth of uh, of discussing these tweets on CNN wall to wall, we're gonna it's it's gonna be just like the Squad Week all over again. We're gonna do this routine again. Had you even had? Did you have any familiar with the CNN host? I don't think I've ever seen him before. Uh, he's a, one of those weekend hosts that you don't see a lot. Oh. That show I mean, he's was, clearly uh, fake crying. What was that lip thing he was doing? I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not trying to be self righteous or whatever you say. That's the whole point of this. The whole point of this is your personal experience in Baltimore, which good for you. I'm not saying that like if you're from Baltimore, that you have to hate Baltimore yeah. or that you, you, you have to denounce or disavow Baltimore or whatever. You can be proud of Baltimore, but not blind to the facts of problems that exist there. That's true for anywhere, whether it's mm-hmm. the city I live in or the country I live in. Yeah, objective, provable problems are just that and we need to talk about them to improve them uh trump taking trump taking political advantage of these realities you can judge whether that's fair or not but it's in the context of elijah cummings 
joining these this gang of Democrats who routinely compare, now he hasn't in fairness, but this is a, a party that is routinely comparing the conditions at the border to Holocaust concentration camp like conditions that is at least as offensive, if not more so. We're going to get in this game of outrage over words. Trump's isn't even a comparison. It's like rat infestation. Yeah, that's not a comparison. That's just the reality of what's happening there. And to the point, it's another example of like, how long has Elijah Cummings been in Congress representing Baltimore? It's been a long time, or at Mm -hmm. least the dude's old. And I think he's been in there for a long time. I can look it up. What can you you do in these cities, though? I mean, St. Louis, Baltimore, some of these cities there, it seems like they're beyond repair. Well, the first step is acknowledging the problem. That would be a a good help. And the second step, this is another point that Trump made that was controversial at the time. Listen, vote for me. You don't have anything to lose. Why would you ever vote, even if Elijah Cummings is ideologically aligned with you, even if you don't like the Republican Party, at some point you have to acknowledge that classic definition of insanity of you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Elijah Cummings has had a lot of time to improve that district. Maybe even if you disagree with the ideology, maybe just trying something else is the route to go. If you're a Baltimore voter or that area of Maryland, that would be a good step. I don't know. There's no magic wand for Baltimore to fix that stuff. That's, that's going to take decades to fix probably, but certainly just, following the Democratic Party line over and over again as poverty and crime continue to be problems. I don't know if they're worsening, but they're certainly significant problems. And suggesting that this is racist when it really didn't have racial undertones is in itself an indictment of the black community. So I don't really think that they realize what they're doing here by calling a statement like this racist. Yeah, you have to make that association. It was not explicitly said. Right. It's like, so well, you, why would that be racist? Oh, is it because Baltimore is crime is just filled with crime? It's one of the most dangerous cities in the country. Did you say the yeah. most dangerous city for violent crime? Uh, third for violent crime overall, according to the Baltimore Sun, worst for homicide. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that's that's terrible. Yeah, and then and then think about you know why why is that? It's like and, do you guys really want to be pointing this out? It's say nothing. And the other problem that's in play here that's the examples I have are anecdotal, but they're worth uh, mentioning and describing. The more you villainize police officers and tie mm-hmm. police officers hands behind their backs, the bigger problem you have. Remember, recall in Baltimore, there were riots, Black Lives Matter riots a few years ago. And the mayor at the time, I don't have the quote in front of me, but it was something to the effect of they need space to riot. She used a more euphemistic That was word, in Baltimore. But it was something to the effect of they let them riot, let them destroy things. They need the space to vent, basically, was the gist of the quote. <sighs> Now, this isn't a cop specifically in Baltimore, but there is this odd case out of Baltimore this week uh, of violence against police personnel. Uh, One in Baltimore, one in New York City. The one in Baltimore, three teens randomly attacked a civilian Baltimore Police Department employee and stole his car. The victim is 59. This is and this is uh, one of two recent attacks on police department employees in Baltimore. Here's some local reporting on what that looks like. 24-hour surveillance cameras captured this assault and robbery on Albemarle Street around 6 Wednesday morning. Two of the suspects approach the victim on scooters. The third knocks the victim to the ground and later knocks him unconscious with several kicks to his head. The suspects took the keys to the victim's car and used it to get away. The 59-year-old man is a BPD civilian employee. This is the second time in less than a week that a BPD employee has been the victim of a crime. 
Deputy Commissioner Daniel Murphy and his wife were robbed at gunpoint Friday night. My wife and I are very fortunate to be safe. We understand that it happens to, to a lot of people when perhaps you are robbed, you're traumatized, and we want to make sure everybody we come in contact with can heal from that. There's no word on the 59-year-old man's condition. Police have not made arrests in either case and are asking for tips. Anyone with information should call Metro Crime Stoppers at 1-866-7-LOCKUP. It's unfortunate, you know, crime in this city is really uh, nasty, so um, I really send prayers to everybody that were involved in it. Yeah. Jeez. And I don't know for sure that villainization of police officers is what caused this. I have not seen specific motive about these particular individuals, but I'm speaking to the general idea that the more that you that you do villainize police officers culturally and normalize um, attacks on them or justify attacks on them, you start to see more of this stuff. The more you demonize and handcuff, ironically, your police officers, that's not going to be a solution to the problems that Baltimore faces. And, uh, and you have the same sort of problem in New York City. There was a big story this week about uh, people dumping water on cops and, and throwing buckets at cops. And apparently the cops are just supposed to sit there and take it. nothing. According and to... I've heard people sorry, on the man. left be like, but it's so hot outside. Like they're doing <laughs> this because it's that. nice. Like, what a okay. favor. Yeah. What a favor to this police officer. And then you have one uh, man interviewed in this and he says, well, you know, that's just kind of our expression. This is our expression in this city. Here's what that looked like. It happened over the sweltering weekend. An officer in Harlem who's making an arrest has buckets of water and then the bucket thrown at him. He doesn't appear to react to it. The police union released a statement saying our anti-cop lawmakers have gotten their wish. The NYPD is now frozen. It's the end result of the torrent of bad policies and anti-police rhetoric that has been streaming out of City Hall for years. Another video from Brownsville, Brooklyn, appears to involve officers who were deliberately cooling down with residents. I feel like that's just how our young generation is pretty much just expressing ourselves and you know because it's a lot of black black males getting killed over nothing they ain't do police are investigating the oh. harlem incident as an assault on a police officer okay yeah it's uh, it's all those nypd just hunting black people at random so this is just protest expression you want conflict start saying that this sort of thing is okay now to de blasio's credit he did come out and say listen you can't interfere with an arrest you can't assault police officers de blasio was as far as i've seen he didn't say this was okay i don't want to misrepresent him just basically came out and said like this is what my single mom or the grandmother that raised me taught me to do to deal with the police (laughs) because we getting killed well the dangerous thing there that he's saying too is equating this is like the milkshake thing. Now, are those cops injured? Is there anything bad that's happened to them? Probably not. They just got a little wet. Irrelevant. Just like you get a little wet from a milkshake. But what the door that it opens, equating that as a speech, a piece of speech, as opposed to a physical attack. Uh, yeah, this is. it's not going to end with water buckets. The minute you say that that's okay, you're going to have problems. This and is you're just, gonna get, it's a First Amendment thing. He's just, this is just self-expression. It's protected speech. Oh, yeah. yeah, good for him. He's just exercising his First Amendment rights. Yeah, this stuff is not going to improve conditions in any of these cities that have problems. You're going to have to get serious about the problems that exist, and you're going to have to make sure police officers are at liberty to keep their communities safe. And 
I don't know how you do it, but you're going to have to restore some kind of cultural appreciation and trust for police officers. I'm not saying that there aren't any bad cops. I'm not saying that sometimes officers don't screw up. They're human. But we have to remember that by and large, 99.9% of them are upstanding people who are out to protect their communities and do an honest day's work and go home to their families just like everybody else. And if we As lose always, some- this starts in the home with good parenting and a two-parent yeah. household. And by the way, when you villainize police and you enable this sort of stuff, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Because if I look at this sort of thing, if I'm a if I'm a good guy prospect for the NYPD, a good cop getting in it for the right reasons, and I see that kind of thing, and I know that I'm going to be abused on the beat, and I know that my family is going to be endangered. Meanwhile, I'm going to take a pretty modest salary. Maybe I'll get some good benefits, but I could probably get a better job elsewhere, much mm-hmm. less dangerous, much less uh, much less dangerous for my family as well. Where do you think that guy's going to go? He's not good guy cop with good intentions is not going to become an NYPD guy. Instead, you're going to get maliciously motivated guy who's like, I've seen what you've been doing to cops. I want some damn justice. I'm about right. to crack down. And, and maybe he's too heavy. Smaller pool of people from which to choose. So you have to have worse yeah. candidates anyway. You've seen that. Remember in Portland, they can't recruit, recruit police officers because no one wants to do this for exactly this reason. Seattle's and having now, a similar problem. Their answer is to, at least that I've seen reported, their answer is not to raise pay. Their answer is not to make it more attractive to change their culture to recruit good police officers. The answer that I've seen is they're reducing the necessary qualifications. They're lowering the bar. So that's what you get. You get crappier cops, less qualified, less upstanding, maybe less benevolent motivations. We don't know. But good luck. Good luck with this strategy of there are no problems here. Racist cops are the only problems. Okay, (laughs) see how that one goes for you. Mm -hmm. I don't want to live there in the meantime, and I'm not going to. Oh, boy. You're not going to move to Baltimore? Why? Yeah, I I wasn't planning on it. Not to be outdone, the squad. The squad has many things to say. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. There is an active shooter in California right now. People in the live chat won't stop tagging me. Yeah, it's apparently happening right now. Um, An active shooter was reported at a food festival, a garlic festival in California. Uh, There are casualties. Few other details are immediately available. NBC says that the ambulance crews told them that 11 people were down. Oh, this might have been earlier today, actually. I thought I heard this on the radio. Are we sure it's right now? Really? Because this was just released. Okay. Maybe maybe I am confusing two events. But yeah, obviously, we hope the best for everybody in California. And uh, I hope I the situation is resolved. Yeah, 26 this... minutes ago. Yeah. Okay. So we're dealing with breaking news, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's in fact happening right now or information is coming out right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have uh, an update from the squad. They have crazy things to say, but I must no. confess, I have to be unprofessional. I really have to pee. Oh, okay. So that guy can email me and tell me how unprofessional I am when he know, sees right? this. But oh, if you can in do my just... defense about my camera, it was the, um, my camera's auto adjust. It was not my internet connection. No, it was pixelated. It wasn't. Really? Yeah, it wasn't focus. Oh. But it's fine now. Okay. It's fine. What is this show without a little bit of duct tape charm? I know. You have poor resolution. I have to pee. That's the duct tape production. Okay, I'll read some super chats. All right, I'll be right back. Uh, Pokemon fetish as a wagon burner myself, Nathan Phillips, can fillet my scrotum pole. I can't say this to no audience, guys. I hope you're all laughing at home. Um, Mr. Wombat, a YouTuber named Viva Frey has an excellent video about the Nick Sandman lawsuit dismissal. I would highly recommend it. Thank you. John Martin. The consolidation of power at the federal level in the guise of public safety is a national trend and should be guarded against all uh, at all costs. The erosion of rights, however incremental, is the slow death of freedom. I think that that is a 
A uh, good synopsis on what we are witnessing at this very moment. Air Nuclear Viva Frey does a good explanation of the Covington issue. He is a lawyer who's complete, who was completely surprised by the decision. He also says they should have a good case for an appeal. Oh, and Matt and I. I'm sorry there's no Matt audience to hear your joke. I'm sorry. Um, Pokemon fetish. If the border wall contains glory holes, I think the left will approve all necessary funding. Gross. I have to reload this. And there's there's nobody to... To bounce any ideas off of here. Oh, thank God you're back. Why'd you run out of time? Are you run out of super I chance? just had to reload my, my page. I can't um, even keyboard cat you. Yeah. Uh, let's just do two more right now. Um, Pokemon fetish. Can we stop calling it the Mueller hearing for some deaf folks? This is the Mueller American sign language. <laughs> Please <laughs> thank stop you. using these ableist terms. Thank you for being um, inclusive. Yeah, obvious. Eight says play sticks in Elizabeth's video. It's like two minutes. Jeez, I just found out. Uh, one more. Um, Michael Reeder says longtime listener, first time donor, three and a half years of fertility treatment later. My wife and I are finally two months pregnant with a well, little girl. We love watching the show together from Austin, Texas. Congratulations. Awesome to hear. That's good. Yeah, that's great. That good is, for you guys. So great. Congratulations. Um, okay, let's circle back on these. I'll do a quick Streamlabs update. Redicus says on the wall news, I've adjusted my expectations. If we get a hundred miles and a 300 mile rebuild by 2024, I will be satisfied. I never expected it to be easy. He focused on economics first two years uh, in his first two years to guarantee a second term. But then again, the budget. Yeah, we didn't even have time to talk about that tonight. But the one note I'll say on the budget, since we have another uh, you know, budget blowout deal signed for the next what year and a half or whatever, if the current projections continue unaltered, we're going to face a one-to-one debt-to-GDP ratio by the year, I think, 2025. So just to put that in layman's terms, that means that the amount we owe on our credit card bill is equal to our salary, basically. Every, if, if every dollar the United States produced was confiscated, was taxed, and used to pay off the debt, it would not be enough. That's where we're going to get. Imagine living your, your life like that. Like if you had a $50,000 salary and you had 50 grand in credit card debt, you're never going to climb out of that unless you figure out how to make some more money. Yeah. Just the interest alone is going to kill you. All right. We'll have to figure it out later though, I guess. Uh, Redicus also says, does Blackwell have a single mother because there were no tears in that cry? Oh, uh, Victor Blackwell, the CNN host. Then again, ED209s can't cry and he needs some acting lessons with that fake ass acting plus to make it plus to make it racist go back to your shithole well thank <laughs> thank you for the punctuation really effective phil uh, says baltimore's violence reduction efforts will continue to fail until they recognize the real problem it's totally that the city is run by democrats and not its demographic makeup at least according to grifters like charlie kirk or the legion of boomer talk geez getting spicy disavow Phil says, I'm supposed to care because some basketball Americans kicked the crap out of some government workers and robbed some others. Hard pass. The people they are attacking are probably the type to make excuses for bad behavior of urban types. Anyhow, Phil, you're becoming a... (laughs) Phil is Kevin Jr. Regular Kevin, yep. Yeah, Phil is Kevin's apprentice. I fear that they're going to have a spice off. They're going to try to outspice each other. I, I'm watching you, Phil. Thanks for supporting the show. All right. Uh, in an additional spice bait, we'll call it that. The squad is not to be forgotten in this Baltimore controversy. They had a fight with Trump first, and they continue to say idiotic things. Did you hear 
anything of, of Rashida Tlaib's economic plans. Yeah. Good Lord. Uh, in case you want to ruin a what appears to be a successful economy for the time being. She promoted both her Boost Act, which would repeal the 2017 tax cut, and uh, she pushed her proposal not just for a $15 minimum wage that the House just passed. That's not good enough. Rashida Tlaib says it needs to be $20. Why? why? It's so arbitrary. Because Rashida Tlaib says so. That's why. She that knows a things. a lot of she money. Knows, she knows better than the aggregated knowledge of the entire economy. Rashida Tlaib does. Secret knowledge. Here she is. So recently I introduced the Boost Act. This legislation completely repeals the GOP tax scam that is only helping wealthy individuals, the rich, the corporations. And do you know what I did with that money? Do you know what I said? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. We're going to go ahead and put it into the uh, pockets of folks like everyday Americans. If you make less than $100,000, you're going to get up to $6,000 in your pocket. And if you make less than $50,000, you're going to get $3,000. That's what we do with our public dollars. We give it back to the people, the people that earned it. People cannot live on, on those kinds of wages. And I, we can't allow people to be uh, living off of tips, you know, relying on tips wages. It's just not, or whatever they call it, tips income, because it's just not enough to support our families. Big fights like this one, $15. By the way, when we started it, it should have been $15. Now I think it should be $20. Picture America rising here. Exactly. It should be $20. Oh, it should be $20 an hour, $18 to $20 an hour at this point. It's everything all cost. And so they say all this is going to raise the cost. But I can tell you, milk has gone up. Eggs has gone up. Everything has gone up. The cost of food has gone up. The cost of a lot of things that we need guys gone up. Oh, my God. This is such a rudimentary understanding of basic economic principles. It's just so retarded. I mean, part of me thinks that it's just pandering. But the other part is, like, I just don't think that these people understand um, the nature of the economy. Right. Or at least in a free market sense, at least in terms of what makes success and what doesn't. And in terms of it is frustrating when people don't appear to understand what sets the value of things as though right. it's just a guy. We've talked about it before. Like it's just a guy sitting in a room saying that's 10 bucks and that's a million bucks. And yeah. That's a hundred bucks. It's just some guy decides as though that's the function, the way the economy functions anyway. Or that I, we I have limitless resources. Yes, of course. It's, it's so absurd. And twenty dollars—it's—it's it's very arbitrary, isn't it? Like forty-five grand a year. You think working at McDonald's, you should be making forty-five grand a year? Yeah. Well, and that's—that's that's the. <laughs> I'll get to that in a moment. The, the people—the people who are punished by this sort of plan is exactly who she's seeking to help. Of course, people who have a wage where they're earning over twenty dollars right now presumably would not be affected, or at least not as drastically. But anyway, I—I I, I want to go through these point by point, because I want to start with her tax thing first. She says, we're, we're going to give the money back to the people who earned it. No. How about no, not, not taking it from them in the first? How about not stealing it? Well, not just that, but it's you're not giving it back to the people that earned it. You're giving it expressly not to the people that earned it, which are high earners that are creating jobs. Yeah, it's like who decides what was earned? Is it right. Rashida Tlaib, who has government authorization to steal the money and evaluate every transaction every voluntary exchange and whether it satisfies her subjective view of what it should cost or not or is what the va what the labor is worth the judgment of the person paying for the exchange of that labor the employer why should rashida talib interject if both the employee and the employer agree consensually to the arrangement right rashida talib is not necessary she's there to steal that's it uh the minimum wage idea 
when she says, well, the cost of milk and eggs and necessities, that's gone up and stuff. Yeah, well, inflation is, is largely a product of the federal government anyhow. And so if you, is, is the implication that once you up it to 20 bucks, that suddenly the price of these goods that oftentimes take unskilled labor to produce, that the price is going to go down? Right. Those that, two that things can be true. Not to mention that the minimum increasing the minimum wage has an inflationary effect on the economy. Oh, oh of course. Yeah, of course. Um, and the, the point that I was, I was just at, I want to hit this hard. The, the, the price of labor, like all goods, it's not an arbitrary assignment. There's not that guy sitting in a room saying that's, that's this much. And that's, that's that much. It is all a decentralized aggregation of these things. It's everybody in the entire free market, the entire economy saying, okay, for flipping burgers, uh, I can, I will offer seven fifty, or I will offer right. eight bucks because that is the economically viable price I can pay for this. And if someone doesn't want that offer, the skill set necessary to do that is so common that I can just get someone else to do it. Exactly. If it were a rare skill to flip burgers, there would be less people available to do that. Therefore, guess what? You'd have to pay more mm -hmm. to get one of those people to do it. So it's not just a guy who decides this. It is all the guys. It is everybody in the economy who says, listen, this is the value I put on this labor. And if there's someone else down the street who says, I value that labor more here, here's nine bucks. Guess what? The guy who valued it at eight has to put it up to nine to compete. Yeah. That's the way this thing's so Rashida Tlaib's opinion <laughs> of what it's, what the valuation should be irrelevant. If she wants to open a burger store, a burger joint and compete with McDonald's and pay her workers $20 and she thinks she'll attract the best workers that way. Great. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. If you think you will drive that market's wages up, in whatever, you know, whatever free market, in whatever consensual arrangement with your employer, with your employees that you want, all, all the more power to you. I fully support it. But the idea that you're just going to go in and tell people you must pay this for that labor, guess what? They've already decided the labor is not worth that much. Right. So what are they going to do? They're going to say, well, I can do that myself, so I'm not going to hire you. Yeah. Or I'm going to automate it, which we mm -hmm. see in the fast food industry. Uh, or I'm just going to have someone else who's already making 25 bucks for a bunch more skilled tasks do this other thing too. Yeah. And then who's punished? Who's punished? It's the, the person who labor, needs right. the unskilled low wage labor, which by the way, as she says too, well, you can't raise a family on this. Yeah. That's, that's the point. You're supposed to get experience at a minimum wage job. Mm -hmm. That that's the purpose. It's like an internship. Yep. You get experience, then you have a broader skill set to offer an employer later. Guess what? When you have a broader skill set, you're more valuable. Therefore, your services, you can request more for them. That's God, dude. It, it feels like we're explaining this sort of thing to a a kid or something. Kid. Right. Ugh. Some of it is pandering. I mean, they, now, they must understand some of these basic economic principles. I think this show is worth one bajillion dollars. Give us I'm all the money. To it. Yeah. Someone, someone must steal one bajillion dollars and give it to me because I say yeah. this show is one bajillion dollars in value. <laughs> Never mind that there's a market of people out there deciding what this show is, what the value of the show is. Right. No, I say me, one bajillion me. dollars or it's <laughs> off the air. And that, that's the reality. It's, she's just saying my it's either my judgment or that business can't be conducted. Either adhere to my subjective view or that business is shut down. Okay. Anyway, well, you also can't reason with these people. I mean, you're, you're approaching this from a reasonable perspective, but that's not this is emotional thinking. Minimum wage is all about emotion. I, I wish someone would ask her, why not one hundred dollars? Why not a thousand dollars? And the, the actual answer is because 
in the real world, in a free economy, no one's willing to pay $100 an hour for burger flipping. Therefore, the people whose skill set is burger flipping have to accept a lower wage. That's why not $100. That's why not $1,000. But what would her answer be? Why are you shorting them at 20 bucks, Rashida? Mm-hmm. Are they not valuable to you? Are they not, <laughs> is their work not just as valuable right. as Warren Buffett or Bill Gates? <laughs> is that what you're saying? Oh, my God. Okay, uh, that's enough of Rashida Tlaib. Now we get Ilhan Omar. Ilhan Omar, who definitely didn't marry her brother, and it wasn't an immigration fraud scheme or anything like that. She doesn't know him. Actually, I mentioned on Wednesday. Were we just talking about this? The news is out, and now apparently she's not, or she's divorcing her actual husband. That's the new news. Why? What? When? This week, like really recently. I saw a Daily Mail article about it. She's Mm -hmm. divorcing her actual husband. That's what I saw. Don't quote me on it. I might be wrong, but that's the headline I saw. Well, of course, the thing with the squad, her and AOC, is they're always ripping Trump for not disavowing. He didn't disavow Charlottesville good enough. He didn't disavow that good enough. Well, she was asked by a questioner at a a speaking engagement this week if she would condemn female genital mutilation. And she was very irritated by this question. How dare you? This is what she had to say. Your second question is an appalling question because I, I always feel like there are bills that we vote on, um, bills we sponsor, um, many statements we put out, and then we're in, um, in a panel like this, and the question is posed, could you and Rashida do this? And it's like, how often should I make a schedule? Like, does this need to be on repeat every five minutes? Should I be like, so today I forgot to condemn Al-Qaeda, uh, so here's the Al-Qaeda one. Today, I forgot to condemn FGM, so here it goes. Today, I forgot to condemn Hamas, so here it goes. Today, I forgot, you know, I mean, I, I, it is um, a very frustrating question. That was invasive, but well done. Well done? What? No, it was, it was a crafty answer where she oh. didn't have to address the well, question. The thing is, I actually agree with the standard that she's advocating. I'm not up for this disavow world where everyone has to disavow all the time. But here's a good standard for her when she says, how frequent? How about every time you ask for someone else to disavow, you disavow? Right. How about that? Because you're the one out there saying the president has to disavow Charlottesville and disavow X and disavow Y. Every time he does, say, by the way, I disavow Al-Qaeda. By the way, I disavow FGM. In Somalia, FGM in women... 15 to 49 is 98%. So I'm sure she odds are high. Yeah. So would she disavow her own anatomy? Basically. That's what, maybe I mean, that's clearly why she's not answering it. Um, and then she, uh, Oh, I should also note, uh, this question was not asked by like some right wing provocateur. It's not like Laura Loomer. there doing this. This was asked by the president of, an organization called Muslims for Progressive Values. So this wasn't a person trying to get her. The questioner actually said it would be powerful if she would condemn for the benefit of the Islamic community. This is a Muslim looking for reform who asked her the question, not just someone trying to to get her, basically. So it's it's even more irritating to me that she would answer that way from from someone who I don't think was had any kind of ill intent or malicious Mm -hmm. intent in the way they were asking it. But I, I haven't heard the audio of the question, so who knows? And there's also another, uh, our newly resurfaced clip of Ilhan Omar from last year in which she says, uh, we should fear and profile and aggressively police white men, not jihadis. Here's Ilhan Omar. 
A lot of conservatives in particular would say that the rise in Islamophobia is a result not of hate, but of fear, a legitimate fear, they say, of quote-unquote jihadist terrorism, whether it's Fort Hood or San Bernardino or the recent truck attack in New York. Uh, what do you say to them? I would say uh, uh, our, our country should be more fearful um, of, of, of white men across our country because they are actually um, causing uh, most of the deaths within this country. We should be uh, well, profiling, yeah. monitoring, um, and, uh, and, and creating policies to fight the radicalization of white men. Um, okay, so we're going to talk naturally because white people are, what, 65, 70% of the population? They are committing yeah. more crime? Yeah, you have um, a third of the country that's white dudes, basically. But per capita, uh, I mean, we've talked about this so many times, 6.5% of the population, black men, are committing half the murders. And even if you talk in the, um, in the context of jihadis, like she was asked, you see these reports all the time. We've gone through them on the show. I've gone through them individually. They say, ooh, like radical extremist uh, white identitarians or uh, right-wing white men generally. Look at, they commit terrorist attacks on a roughly equal playing field or, or maybe even a little bit more than jihadis in this country. Yeah. One is a third of the population white dudes and the other, the, the Muslim population, which there might be some overlap. There can be white Muslim dudes, but whatever. They're all point genders. Is, though. <laughs> those, those weird guys. Yeah. They're included in that Venn diagram. <laughs> the point is that for 1% of the population to have a comparable number of terrorist attacks and terrorist killings to 33% of the population, that's actually grossly disproportionate. That's a major problem for these yeah. to be even comparable at all. You should see 33 to one, not like 1.5 to one, yeah. maybe even two to one. The ratio is 33 to one. And we're supposed to act like, oh, the white men are out killing everybody. Well, there are millions and millions and millions more of them. The other thing is you'll notice her. I don't, that's the thing with Ilhan Omar. She has a different experience with words as Nancy Pelosi says. So I never know how to take her because she's not arguing. Well, would you take that reasoning, apply that reasoning to white guys and say, maybe we ought to profile them? No, of course you wouldn't. That's not what she's saying. She's saying affirmatively. Yes, we should, we should profile right. white men and treat them as terrorists. So I guess if you accepted the premise that it's unjust to profile Muslims as terrorists, why would you turn that around and say it is just to profile white men as terrorists? Why but, did she even leave Somalia then? Yeah, I don't know. The, 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 that's another question she'll never answer. Like, why? why did you leave? Why? Because of all the squad people, uh, I think she has some of the most inflammatory actual disdain for this country. Like she said things like this country is founded on racism this country is founded on hatred those those types of comments and it's like if you believe that to be true why are you here that's that's yeah. the fundamental truth on the like if you don't love it you can leave it i i don't think that you have to love i don't think you have to praise everything about this country to be here but at a fundamental level overall you should be willing to say yes this is basically the greatest place on the earth to live there are some others that are really great too but it's certainly better than the third world place from which i came and i don't think she would ever say that no, i don't think she would no. ever say that america is objectively better than somalia but yeah that is the question if it's not then what the hell are you doing here Ugh. anyway uh what a, a pff, thought, thought have relief from the rage but of course, we only have enraging topics uh, to close the show. Maybe There's I, some joke about like 
FGM and then the tranny thing. Some transition here. <laughs> Speaking of someone who could use who's saving up for male genital mutilation. <laughs> hasn't hasn't Close. had the surgery yet. We'll go with that. Um before I forget, since I don't want to leave the uh what's it? I, I don't understand. I, the, DLive is not letting me distribute the rewards. I still don't understand the system. I'm sorry to everybody on DLive. I will check in with you guys uh, when we go through some Super Chat as well. I'm trying to distribute the treasure chest, and it's grayed out. So who knows how DLive works? <laughs> Stand by, and I'll open the treasure chest if DLive lets me. Appreciate it, guys. Um, um, Jessica Yaniv. Yaniv. Yes. Yaniv. I don't know how to say this. Uh, Lindsay Shepard inexplicably gets her Twitter back with basically no explanation, just reinstated. And she believes that the media attention from the, that was per, uh, perpetuated by some celebrities, I saw Ricky Jarvis was tweeting about this. Uh, yeah. Um, helped to bring attention to the social media's on social media platforms unfair treatment. First, she said, I believe the main reason I got my account back was because a lot of people, some with big platforms, spoke out and brought attention to this. So I think, I mean, I, I think she's probably right. Uh, what did you say to me today that was so funny um, about? Um, Twitter looking at this and being like, ooh, that he's well, a yeah, pedophile. Something like, oh like, crap, abort. we're on the side we're on the side of a pedo. Alleged pedo. I want to be yeah. cl- alleged accused pedophile. But yeah, Twitter suddenly I think realized, uh, holy cow, we're protecting not just like the trans special person, but a trans special person who appears to have a certain tendency, albeit not proven in a court of law, a certain tendency and appreciation for young people. A minor attracted person, they might call them. Which he really is, yeah. So, allegedly. um, Huh? Allegedly? Yeah. He's totally just allegedly a pedophile. Um, He is seeking, actively seeking permission to hold three topless swims for people ages 12 and up, and parents would be barred from attending. I've seen the invitation, and it's like, it says on there, like, like, for your safety, parents cannot be there. For your safety? Well, it's just like for your expression, you know, so that it's Oh, bizarre. here we go. Yeah, here's like the actual form. Is this what you saw? Uh, I don't know. It's in the Daily Caller article. Maybe. What does it say? Does it have like a little checkbox? for people age 12 plus where the events will be restricted to LGBT, ABC, BBQ, and individuals will be permitted to be topless at their leisure in compliance with the laws of Canada and where parents and caretakers will be prohibited from attending these events as it's considered safe and inclusive. There it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is bizarre, totally bizarre pedophilic nonsense. Um, so he's scheduled to appear before the township of Langley council in BC, uh, to ask for permission for an all body swim at three different community pools. So it's not that they must be topless. It's just that it's okay. If you want to express yourself with, Jessica Yaniv. Right. Or Yaniv or whatever. It's so bizarre. And then the post-millennial, you guys should check out this article, um, issued this report with a bunch of screenshots. And some people have come out and talked about this, um, some underage girls. Shows several screenshots of a conversation between Yaniv and an underage girl where he tries to expose the girl to child pornography. Do we There's have no that? images in this, right? I, I can scroll down safely without... No, there's no image. No, they're, okay. they're not going to put the child porn. But I think it's like well, uh, just, second to last or something. Is that screenshot? Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, this guy's clearly a, a predator. This, this screenshot with Nita Mo is that is that what we're talking about? Um, he says like, uh, like I I accidentally opened up child porn on on Facebook. Oh. And she's like, oh my gosh, close oh here it. we go. Yeah. You want to read through it? Wait, wait, oh wait, wait, wait. 
Well, there's so many screenshots. Which one is it? I can't find it. It's okay. I remember. So he says yeah. like, he's talking to some girl, some underage girl. And he's like, I accidentally just opened up child pornography on Facebook. Oh my God. What do I do? And she was like, close it. And he's like, do you want to see it? And she's like, no. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. It looks Photoshopped probably is want to see. No. Yeah. Okay. All right. Seriously? Uh, this is the person that Twitter found itself defending uh, by banning Lindsay Shepard. This is the person who said, ha ha, Lindsay, you have a reproductive abnormality. And she said, you're an ugly fat man. And Twitter said, you're, you're banned forever. Banned but for life. This, this stunning and brave transgender person who has to be dabbling every single toe, including that little pinky toe, over the line of what is legally acceptable... This can't be uh, legal. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. Did did he in fact possess child porn? I just open kid porn. You, I clicked a link on Facebook. That seems very difficult to believe. Uh, how long do you think? Let's say that you went on Facebook right now and posted legitimate child pornography, an image. How fast do you think that would be down? Two seconds. It'd be gone in two seconds. I would hope. But then again, they might have to spend some time deleting a post that questions Islamic immigration or something like that first, but it seems like he's grooming her. It is weird. The, the, it, it's one thing to, this is back from 2013 as well. So this isn't even recent. How old is this person? Uh, Jessica, ja thirties, like a mid late. So 30s, definitely maybe? not a, in 2013 was not a minor. No, no. Yeah. Uh, but it is weird to say, yeah, I think I saw some kitty porn and then to say, want to see, that's, <laughs> I mean, it, let's say that you legitimately came into this circumstance, that somehow you clicked the wrong thing and there's child porn on the screen in front of you. The first thing I would do, close that, run into the bathroom, wash my face, my eyes, wash everything. Never say a damn word about it again. Why would you tell anyone that? Uh, right wing desk wads when? <laughs> The idea For real, are we going to take care message. of this problem? Or I don't what? think I'd even message you if that happened to me. I don't think I would say, holy shit, I just accidentally clicked on a child porn link. I don't think I'd tell anyone. I mean, I'd probably call the police if that happened. I guess, well, yeah, I guess that's the answer too, is like, I, I came across this. Uh, I did not intend to. I think you should be aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Uh, okay, so that's the uh, the JY update. Uh, Twitter, I guess. Twitter has yet to disavow or punish this person. Mm. Uh, this person's account is still fully active. Maybe you can go troll this person and see if he'll make fun of your reproductive abnormalities. I would never advocate such a thing, but, you know, Twitter's a fun place sometimes. I so disavow you. Have some you drag stories for me to in the show on. So uh, yeah. Great. And by the way, I disavow you if you go after JY. Leave JY alone. I, I don't want to be a part I of this. I don't. This you is guys all should relentlessly harass him <laughs> no. on Twitter. Disavow. You know what to do. Okay. Kevin Flanagan. Use yeah, your okay. spiciness for good. Well, uh, this story, I guess, is actually from the start of the month. I saw it reported in the Daily Wire recently. And so I, I, as we've covered some of these drag queen story hours that have been happening in cities throughout the country, I wanted to be sure that this one did not go uncovered uh there was a another one of these drag queen story hours where men in drag read to children at public libraries supposedly in some sort of effort for inclusion and tolerance and um and understanding and all that in the past we've seen some events where there have been some 
question people with questionable records participating in these events. You mean shockingly. straight up pedophiles? Well, that that just because there was a conviction in a court of law doesn't necessarily mean. <laughs> anyway, at this event in Portland, you know, just when you're free from the Antifa violence, you have to endure kids crawling on drag queen storytime readers. That's what happened here. It's, apparently there was one of these events. There are drag queens reading to children and in photos posted uh, to the Multnomah County Library's account. There were pictures in here before. Oh, it's here we go. Um, these, po- these pictures were posted to the Multnomah County Library's Flickr account. And you can see these children laying on top of a performing drag queen, a, an adult man dressed in drag. The pictures were deleted from the account after they became publicly controversial, but LifeSite News archived them. Multnomah County Library's marketing and online management director, Jeremy Graybill, told The Blaze reporting here in a statement uh, at the start of the month that, quote, the library will reflect on the feedback that members of the community have offered with regard to the photos. Well, they'll, they'll reflect on the feedback. Multnomah County Library offers a series of programs called Drag Queen Storytime. These events seek to explore ideas of difference, diversity, and inclusion through stories, music, and costume, and just a little light touching. Nothing wrong here. The statement continues. The library serves a diverse population with a broad range of interests and a broad range of convictions, uh, preferences, and needs. We strive to reflect our community's needs in selecting programs, books, and other materials. The spokesman said, we continually review existing policies to ensure that performers meet expectations to provide a safe, welcoming, and inclusive environment for all. Presenters and performers are instructors to, instructed to follow library behavior policies and rules of conduct that protect the interest and safety of presenters, volunteers, staff, and library patrons. Patrons, uh, parents, and caregivers are present at every program. Well, that's even more infuriating if there are, in fact, parents watching and subjecting their children. Although I guess it's better. It's better to have this with parental consent than not, but it does call into question the judgment of the parents. What the hell is this? But on the plus side, you you have very tolerant, highly uh, highly uh, diverse, friendly children. That's that's the trade off for letting them being t- let him letting them be touched by this weird old man. This is on the satanic, floor. and we need to burn it down. Burn it down. <laughs> well, all you can hope for now is maybe Antifa inadvertently does that in the rest of their destruction. Come on. And that's right wing death squads win. <laughs> Come on, people. It's time. This is this is totally crazy. We've got uh, pedophiles grooming people on the internet and then speaking out against them gets you banned on social media. We got drag queen story hours, little kids climbing all over these grown ass dudes with gender confusion. No, absolutely not. We need to do something about this right now. Well, the, the library is evaluating, didn't you hear? Are you not satisfied? They're evaluating. That's all I got. That's all I got. There will be no no more rage tonight. Is that the end of the show? Yeah, that's all I got. Why do you do this? To- uh, well, we, I feel like we have an obligation to keep uh, keep reporting these things. We're too far gone now. It's like every Desmond update and every Drag Queen Story Hour update. I'm just following the saga, man. I just okay, want to know where the story goes. I have a question goes. for you, Mister Fence Sitter. Hmm. At not what point? Sitter, at what point do we kill these people? Jesus. Uh, I am not the, the only that, person thinking the, about this, the, okay? At the point that they're that they're leaving you no choice, that they're violating your rights and putting you in a, in a defensive position. I will what never advocate protecting 
the children. That's the wrinkle the here. That's the problem is if the spokesman is to be believed, this was done with parental oversight and consent. Now, do I think that those parents have several screws loose? Yes. If it's demonstrated that these, uh, that these uh, drag queens abused the children, which I'm not denying that there might be circumstantial reason. That's the other thing I forgot to mention, I alluded to, but recall that drag queen story activity hours in other cities have been revealed to include convicted child sex offenders. So it stands to reason that there has been some abuse. But yes, if you if you see someone actually abusing your child uh, and it's a choice between protecting your child or, or allowing your child to be abused, yes, I'm in favor of defensive action, but I cannot uh, support offensive action. Fine. That's the standard I have to go with. I'm sorry. Even, even, though the, even for these... I disavow al- myself. Alleged- Is that going to protect us? allegedly not at all, but not at all uh, pedophile drag queen clown people t- teaching at libraries just, across the country. It's satanic. Like, I don't, I don't even um, know how else to think about this. Even five years ago, I would look at this and be like, there's no way this, our society's going to go there. The, the unthinkable depth of the slippery slope that nobody, this was the stuff that you would use to make fun of Rick Santorum. Right. When Rick Santorum would be like gay marriage. Pretty soon there's going to be like pedophile trannies teaching kids at the library to be like, calm down, dude. Yeah. They just want to get married and be left alone. Lo and behold, shave my balls, bigot. Bake the cake, bigot. <laughs> no, wax my to, balls, which is way so worse. Sorry. Wax my balls. Oh. Here we are. Yeah. I mean, do we have much, the question to be as fair to what you're saying as possible is how much further down the slope can we tumble before there is significant conflict? I don't know how much further we can go because the next step beyond this is the actual, the, the not that this isn't, is, but this is sexual exploitation of a child. I mean like actual are, rape of children. Are we only going to intercept after children are raped? Is that what's going to happen here? Well, I certainly don't think con- Here's the other angle that's difficult with this. This is funded on the taxpayer dime. This is yeah. the underrated portion of this. If you live in Portland, you're paying for this. So would I? am I comfortable with convicted sex offenders, child sex offenders, being in the, not just the company of kids, but in the teaching, fostering, mentoring role with kids? Absolutely not. That said, if you are not a criminal, I, I can't interject in such a scenario unless you are violating that child or the parents rights i'll tell you what's going to happen here blonde predictions and i want everybody to remember this because this is totally what's going to happen we're going to get into some situation where some fucking drag queen rapes some kid and then later people are going to defend him being like that's just his sexual preference (laughs) yeah they're called minor attracted persons this is a thing We're, we're we're getting there they're maps yeah and like Jessica so, Yaniv is just um, just projecting some kind of like normal sexuality that she has for teenage girls for young dudes. I don't know. No. I don't know. Uh, I certainly am not. Uh, I'm not a fan of the trajectory we're taking. Uh, I have to. I'm just glad that I'm far away from this sort of thing and from a detached perspective. Oh, it's coming to, to you too. It's coming. I have for to all enjoy the clown world show. They are coming to me. I, I I do understand that the writing is on the wall, even here in Little Bozeman, Montana. I I understand fully. So we'll see. We'll see where this goes. But listen, if you didn't want me to talk about right wing death squads, I don't know <laughs> why you put a pedophilia story right next with a drag queen story. I hour want story. you to voice your opinions. Oh God, this just even makes if I me have rage. to disavow them. And the, the parents, this is what makes me so mad about this, because I always thought that, like, parents will protect their children, right? 
But I never anticipated that the value of virtue signaling, the social currency of showing yeah. everybody what a retard liberal you are, would somehow matter more than protecting your own flesh and blood, your own child, the people yeah. that are defenseless and that have no way to protect themselves. And parents just don't give a shit. They just don't care. They're like, I want my child to be inclusive, to be the cool kid in their kindergarten class. I better dump them and let them crawl all over this grown man in a dress at drag queen story hour. Yeah. God. <laughs> to put the abuse of your child as uh, collateral in the arrangement of making sure they're a good progressive, that is pretty astounding. We talk about corporations prioritizing financial or prioritizing virtue and, and social or virtue signaling and social justice points over cash over money. It is quite another, as you're saying to say, I, I'll, I'll, I'll put my child's safety at risk to make sure that the ideology is perpetuated. I mean, they have to know how That's retarded cultish, you man. have to be to think that like this doesn't endanger them in any way. Uh, the parents can't possibly think that. Maybe they do. Maybe they're that deep in the, uh, the, the cult-like worldview that it is now. Maybe they are. I don't know. I don't know. It's not going on at my library just yet. If it does, maybe I'll ha have the opportunity to observe these people in reality. I, I hope not, though. I hope that never comes to me. Okay. You all right. You ready? All right. Uh, Stu H. says, Mueller just burned out on all this TDS. It's a good sign. Maybe. Maybe. I think so, yeah. Blippity blue. Um, saying these migrants, I'm, I'm I've actually broken out into a chest rash from that rage <laughs> stroke I just good, had. Good. Uh, saying these migrants are seeking asylum is insanely naive. They want the excesses of American life. Saying it's another. Uh, saying anything other than that is a gross denial of basic human instincts. I agree. Percent of man. Matt put six video marriage announcement. It's only forty four seconds long. It's lovely. Close the show with it, blonde. Make him do it. I don't make Matt do anything. Uh, well, listen. If you really want to see it, I, I want to see play, it. I will play it to end the show. I can do that. Yay. Yeah. Uh, Greg Olson says today I watch a YouTube of Oskinis describing his golden triangle of freedom. Freedom requires virtue. Virtue requires faith of some sort. Faith of any sort requires freedom. Cavalier 79 says, love you guys. Betting 10 shekels. Blondes, pregnant feelies can't handle six wedding announcement vid without tears. Matt, make it happen. We are. Um, obvious eight says video is called hello from Amsterdam with Elizabeth I, philosophy. I got it. I got it. I'll play um, it. Uh, when we close. Yeah, yeah, I'll play it when we close. Marty McFly, uh, guys, nukes and HIV aren't real. NASA's a scam and Rogan is three feet tall. Those are some spicy takes. Liberative. Hmm. NPR is still using Lou talk, the, the Lou talking point as of this morning, despite Mueller clarifying his testimony. Yeah, you know they will. Of course. Um, Garjala says, Matt Blonde, you're the best. All I got except $10 for you money grabbers. Thank you. We will well, thank it. you. We appreciate, appreciate it. it. Jason Bolt, Glacial is the new epic. That's glacial, dude. Um, <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, gotcha. Always Laurel. one st a step behind the hip kids and their memes and the rest of their cool culture. And their memes. Yeah. Can you ask me that again? Can you? Yeah. Laurel I'm not says, quite Robert Mueller, but not you know, quite. I'm getting there. In 10 years. Uh, Laurel says, shout out to my baby girl, Anita, age 16, who just finished five weeks of military camp. They make oh, it cool. as similar to real boot camp as possible. She's decided she wants to join the army. I'm so proud. That's good, cool, Laurel. Good for her. And thank, thanks, uh, thanks to your family and her for serving. Um, and sorry about all the stuff I've said about women in the military. Don't let her watch any of my videos. <laughs> Steer clear of blonde videos. Yeah. Well, there, there are plenty of things to do in the military besides like an infantry role. And I'm not saying she shouldn't. I have no idea. Do what you want. Um, but there's lots of stuff that you can do in the military too. That's true. There are lots of accounting positions. 
Um, <laughs> Nichols and now you're just being a dick. <laughs> Come yeah. on. That's true. They, it's, I'm, I'm, they can also work in supply. <laughs> Laurel must obey. I love Laurel. Rules. I don't know why I'm being I, like this. No, I know. I know she'll take it in in good faith. I but. hope so. I'm sorry, Laurel. It's just it's, like, like the we're, bitch. We're taking her happy, proud family me. news and just kind of jokingly. No, we aren't. I, I'm shitting all over. I have said yeah. some terrible things about women in the military, though, in several videos. There's no denying that. Um, Nichols and Minecraft actor shooter at Garlic Festival in Gilroy, California. We did meet, briefly mention that. Uh, Wang Chaka, on behalf of your three black fans, to quote the Hodge twins, we do not stand with Erica Thomas Smollett. We have at least four. There are, yeah, there are at least a hand's worth, I think. Five fingers worth that I've encountered. <laughs> I almost said there's no. the one with the Asian name, but that's this dude. Well, you don't have to Ilhan Omar disavow, you know. It's no, like, it's cool. Uh, yeah. Miss Malevolent. We're, we're going to name them. We're going to go one <laughs> by one. No, we're not doing that. It's going to be really embarrassing. Texas Devil Dog. I think I just owe you all another $10 for my last Super Chat Wednesday. I don't remember, but if it was really graphic, I probably read it and hmm. forgot about it immediately. Crackhead culture. Got to watch live for the first time in over a month because I broke up with my socialist girlfriend, Lol. Sounds totally like a good move, it. but I hope you're doing all right. Keep up the good work. Yep. Aggie Jet Pilot. No note. Daniel Bennington. Hey, Matt and Blonde. First stream I've been able to catch in a while. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Oh, well, thanks. Um, Stu H said, this nation is infested with free people and free thinkers. We need to ban all this hatred. Jack Jumper says, beyond your salvation is based upon your acceptance or rejection of Christ's work on the cross. Nothing you would do to separate. Nothing you do will separate you from his love. If you respond to it, is that really true? Because you can get excommunicated for like a lot of things in Catholicism. What about accidentally clicking a child porn link and then offering to send it to a child? Is that? I'm pretty sure that like <laughs> the that God one, is that up can... there like, nah. I'll, no. I'll pass. Okay. I'll pass on you, yeah. No, point taken. And, um, and, and actually, I don't want to joke about that too much. Again, the path to redemption is key, I think, in any worldview. And there's nothing, well, I shouldn't say nothing. It's one of the elements I despise about the current progressive left the most is there is no path to redemption. Yeah. You're, you're a sinner. You're a bad person. There's nothing you can do ever to redeem yourself. I reject that sort of so philosophy I, entirely. Uh, yeah, and we've talked about how we used to be, I mean, I'm sure I was way worse than Matt, but I used to, just used to be a horrible piece of shit. Um, there has to be a path to redemption, especially f for millennials that were raised by these degenerate boomers and they didn't teach us any values. Your parents did a pretty good job. You're annoying. They did all right. They're, they're okay. Uh, do they, do they count as boomers? They're like mid fifties. Does that count? Yeah, I think so. my parents are boomers. We're the same age. Okay. Um, Jason Taka says Baltimore should vote the Orkin man in as mayor. I don't know what that means. Uh, well, I, I'm not actually familiar with Orkin, but that was the study of the rat infestation. Oh, so I don't know what the Orkin organization actually is, but that's that would explain the joke. Uh, Pokemon fetish, you can smell the dead animals. I think she just finally encountered her constituents. If Kevin isn't here, <laughs> oh someone God. has to say it. I really should review these, but I don't. Jeez. Jeez. Yeah. Um, John Martin says, big donation. Blonde, love your latest video. Thank you. Thank you so much, because it's not being well received. I am not going to be niggardly. Thank you. I feel that the West could really use a strengthening of our Judeo-Christian foundation. I feel strongly that you and Matt are a blessing to our cultural discourse and oh. also to my life on a personal level. God bless you and your families. Thank you so much. Well, thanks. That's very Thank kind. You, I appreciate it. And I'm sorry, Laurel. It's just like once I get once the bitch <laughs> comes out, it's just like there's no stopping it. It's yeah. Funny. Not only that, but she helped us with the Ilhan Omar clarification. Oh my God, she did. Yeah. <sighs> 
Hmm. Um, um, 05 AU 09. Matt, how come we see blonde dog Caesar all the time, but we never see yours signed? Your devoted fan and <laughs> lover. Well, I would love to see Bash. He is uh, out. He hangs out with my uh, my fiance while she watches the show. And he just and, farts uh, all over her. And... He's just very noisy. I mean, I've brought him on screen a few times. He's like, <laughs> it sounds like The Walking Dead, dude. I mean, this is it's ridiculous. Maybe you could persuade me on a Wednesday show because that goes. Does away. he still have that perpetual ear infection? No, it's actually mostly gone away. I, I found a solution that does uh, fix it, and then it just never came back. Rainer 10, didn't know you do wedding shout outs. If I did, I'd ask for one for my for me and my sister. I hope not you and your sister, though. It was Ilhan Omar pure, Oh, gotcha. It was purely for, I should have read the rest of this. It was purely for immigration. And had she not gotten a job at Planned Parenthood, <laughs> she'd run for office. She brought over her skills from China. Uh, Comedy Bot 5000. Why can't they track those scooters? They have a time location GPS in the scooter. And if you have a debit card to track, wow, I just solved the case in 30 seconds. <laughs> the, uh, the story, the news story I saw did reference that possibility that the scooter company is working with the police. Oh, really? There was also the possibility raised that they were stolen and or like untrackable, but I just haven't seen any information. But I would assume if you're the police investigator, that's point one to go to. Yeah. It did look like a really high level crime. So I, I wonder very sophisticated, sophisticated. High level uh, heist. Exactly. Uh, Jasoon said, so let me get the straight speech. The left doesn't like is violence, but violence that they do like is just speech. You actually got it. F- That's fairly it, yeah. articulated. Yeah. Well, let's just get the civil war started. Already. I know, man. Um, Semperad Meliora, not so fun fact for the third year in a row, police suicides outnumber police kill in the line of fire. Oh my want to help poor communities, I've... help the police who interact with them. That is terrible. I had not heard that, but yeah, that's, that would be another unfortunate I, I'm speculating an unfortunate reality based on, again, a culture that increasingly is hostile to police officers. Yeah. It's a hatred of police officers. Um, Dustin says, I know I always bring up guns, but I was looking at the Haim 500 Nitro Express double rifle for hunting, but being in a liberal city, I think a Barrett might be necessary to stop whatever <laughs> crazy comes my way. Okay. I'm not, a great, that right? I'm not a great hunting rifle mind, but I, I know enough to know he's talking about a, a 50 caliber rifle that'll take care of uh it'll take care of most things he needs to take most care of things. most things john mcgee could there For, be defensively <laughs> disclaimer there could be a more commie name for the movement than one fair wage so we're eventually going to make the same i know um andrew pollock the one that just got engaged right i think so yeah uh to kayla I nearly vomited this week when squad leader Alana Moore said it's insulting for her to have to disavow Al Qaeda because she's asked to so much. She yeah. never did. They would stop if she finally would. Yeah, really. Uh, Son of the wolf. Well, <laughs> the interesting thing in, in her case, like in Trump's case, I think they're just trying to weaponize the disavowal. Yeah. You're just trying to get him to disavow something and say, yeah, we got you. In the case of Alana Omar, I actually believe like, no, 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 you don't understand. There's general actual unclarity. Right, right. As to whether you support Al Qaeda. <laughs> it's not, it's not a weapon. It's like, we just don't know. We, we don't know. We want, We'd we like an on-the-record statement. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Son of the Wolf. Talib is insane. I make barely more than $20 an hour, and I work with lead, cadmium, thallium, and furnaces that run right around 1,500 degrees Celsius. Sorry if hmm. I don't believe the McDonald's workers should make $20. I know. That's yeah. true. Yeah, guess uh, Unbelievable. You have, you have experience in a certain skill set with yeah. a certain dangerous... Uh, circumstance or dangerous conditions. Guess I don't what? know though. Those deep fryers. Less of you with those skills, therefore your val- your labor is more highly valued. I can't believe it. What a world. 
Pravos, Pilnitz, Bolshevik leftist Democrats starved millions of Christians. Bolshevik leftist Democrats. I don't know what you mean by that. Uh, Nicholas Van Neel, inflationary pressure is also one of the many reasons UBI is a stupid idea and the main reason I oppose it. We should all oppose it. Ryan Cooper, here's your one bajillion dollars. I think I have the answer. Thank you. Also, the Democrat, we appreciate it. We've been waiting for it because we deserve it. Yes. William Buffington says, here's a bajillion Venezuelan bolivars for you. <laughs> a bajillion Venezuelan, the currency bolivar. is what? Bolivar? 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 Oh, bolivar. I guess I'm unfamiliar. Midwest Madge, love the show. Just a few bucks and thanks. Thank you, Pokemon Fetish. Anyone ever notice how her eyes bulge out of her head when she speaks a different way about groups that pale in comparison to the terrorists she won't disavow? Ilhan Omar? I guess I haven't noticed. She got the Cory Booker eyes? Yeah. Hmm. I think both of hers go in the same direction. That's true. Stu H., this show is the only adult content I've ever paid for. (laughs) But if Elon Blomar changed careers. (laughs) Well, uh, listen, more highly valued than porn. I'll take that, man. I will take that. That's, that's high praise. I appreciate it. I would pay for that because I, I kind of want to see her weird vagina. You want to see actual Ilhan Omar porn? Well, I mean, I want to see. I've never seen what an FGM vagina looks like, but There's I've read. Pictures. I'm sure there are. I don't know that I should look. Um, it's like the time that I Googled an actual uh, surgery, a bottom surgery for a dude transitioning to a chick. Yeah, we did it on a, on a hangout. An artificially constructed vagina. Like, yeah, it, uh, it was a mistake. We as I, I think, what did we say at the time? It was like, if you think, if you think that natural genitalia are ugly, this picture will make it look like the Mona Lisa. Yeah. 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 It was bad. It, the stitches were still in and everything. The one oh, I yeah. saw. Yeah. If you're a guy that's like, mm, vaginas are gross. You should Google that nope, right now. They, yeah. Not compared to this. They're not. No, indeed. Uh, Pokemon fetish. Desmond Tutu is amazing. Can lactate from a rock. <laughs> Pokemon fetish also said <laughs> y'all homies never seen little mermaid. That's Ursula. Chris Buckley. Love you guys. I discovered YouTube last year. Found you guys a couple of months ago. Your weekly dose of common sense. Blonde. Thanks for well, the thanks. show yesterday. Yeah. I put out a video. Finally. Uh, it was okay. Pokemon fetish says want to know how your child got those emotional scars. Yeah, really. He also said, let's yeah. rephrase, uh, Matt, how many weak beers until you gain the courage to stand up for your children? Oh. I, didn't say I, I didn't say I wouldn't. I would never put my kids in such a circumstance. He, wouldn't, he never would. And it's that, his job to like make sure that we don't get kicked off the internet because I'm crazy. Right. I mean, the other side of this, too, is do you want me policing you? Do you want me policing your children, telling you what to do with your children? Because that... That is the other angle of this. Uh, granted, yeah. if children are being abused, I'm not in, that's not a rights issue. I'm not saying, oh, that's their rights to abuse those kids. I'm saying you, you really can't uh, stop someone from engaging in a consensual event that the parents approve of until there's abuse. Granted, I think there's plenty of circumstantial reason to suspect, even expect abuse in this situation. But the bottom line is it comes down to those parents. And I can't until until there's a legal violation of their rights. I can't control those parents any more than I can control them for doing any number of stupid shit that parents do that I disagree with. No, and, but you can use your giant platform to irresponsibly promote preemptive violence <laughs> to promote right wing death squads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Figget Tree says what these straight people don't realize is there's a huge difference between a TV show RuPaul's Drag Race queen and a local queen. RDR queens can afford rehab. Most local queens have a moderate meth habit and a rap sheet. Yeah. Hmm. Um, 
Pokemon fetish. Oh, I just read that one. Capitalism, FTW. I was not going to chat this week to save money, so I'll have to stay away for a few weeks. But Matt, I swear to God, if you don't start using Brave for ad block, I'll go crazy from all the pop-up ads. He uses Brave. Well, the thing is, I the thing is, Brave. I do use Brave personally, but for the purposes of the show, it doesn't work nicely with our streaming uh, software. I don't know why. Like the screen share doesn't work properly, and then for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the integrated ad blocker in Brave or whatever, but it tends to be more process intensive on the computer. So when I have multiple windows open, it tends to slow down the computer more. I don't know if there's. I don't know what the reason for that would be. Yes, I would prefer to use Brave for whatever reason. This software doesn't participate with it. But I use Brave in my personal life, and I'm a Brave verified publisher, and I endorse and promote Brave. Okay. I disavow Google Chrome, but sometimes, you know, the show has to go on. Marshall Taylor says, Blonde has Jesus on her side. In Matthew, he says it's better to have a millstone tied around your neck and tossed into the sea than to cause harm to come to one of these little ones. Sorry, Matt. Um, I'm working on the Jesus thing. Though. <laughs> uh, Pokemon fetish. There are maps to the future. Blonde is right. A slippery slope fallacy is a fallacy when kids and fallacy are involved. Well, I think we agree that a slippery slope fallacy isn't necessarily a fallacy. That right. is to say, if you accept a certain set of premises, uh, that uh, uh, there is a logical conclusion to which they lead. I, I think you want to be very careful about physically or otherwise intervening in other people's lives absent the demonstrable violation of people's rights. If you set that standard, again, I know that this is a very tempting, possibly justified one to do, but the minute you set that standard, you have opened the door to violating the personal lives of a lot of people who are non-criminal. And that is a standard that can turn around to bite you very easily. Yeah, but what if you're technically non-criminal, but still a pedophile? Well, what does that mean? Like, what if Jessica Yaniv is not really doing anything illegal at this point in time? I think at that point, that's a question of what that community does. I don't think it's a question of the Fed storming in. I think it's a question of what the hell's wrong with you degenerate parents who would subject your child to this sort of thing. At some point, parental discretion, you have to protect that standard. He's talking to people on the Internet. I bet the parents have no idea. If that's the case, if he's sexually soliciting children on the Internet, that's a crime. Uh, it's like some light grooming right now. Yeah. I mean, maybe he, I don't know what the Canadian legal standards are, but the mm-hmm. point is if, if he's not violating someone's right, if he's not sexually soliciting a child, I don't even like the way this is twisted. Somehow I've turned I'm not defending JY. <laughs> JY sucks. What I'm defending is a standard of due process that will make sure that we all get to exercise our freedom. You, you I want know to you're be right. Careful. I know you are. You want right. to be careful in this t- sort of arena, even in these a particular a particularly offensive issue like the what is objectively creepy treatment of kids no doubt but the minute you set the standard for heavy-handed government intervention for non-crime the non-violation of other people's rights yet maybe we and if there's child porn involved that's not even the case the point is careful with the standards that you set that's all and jy sucks i (laughs) make no bones about it jy sucks but I'm governed by my emotions, and that's the real problem here. Well, uh, if some, <laughs> how do I want to phrase this to be Susan compliant? If something were to ever happen, um, I would not weep for JY under any circumstance. I would weep for if it was a state actor. And like, yeah, there's a there's a tear for due process of law, not for JY. Okay. Yeah. That's sufficient. Um, <laughs> obvious eight says. Blonde Coulter and Emily Yukis are the kind of women I like for reasons. I do love Ann Coulter and Emily Yukis. She's hilarious. Hmm. Uh, Jason Bolt. I'm with Blonde. 
right wing death squads now. <laughs> that one wasn't banned for hate speech. Is it RWDS? That one has to go. Oh, I see. That that one should go to Planned Parenthood, Susan. Uh, Red Dragon 412 is blonde looking up helicopter pilot lessons during the stream. Now. Seriously. <laughs> Uh, yeah. liberative i volunteer to go to work for the next boutique that jy demands to have his balls waxed from i'll do it and call his bluff it's if it's not a bluff i'm gonna wax his balls and sell the tetris <laughs> either way he earns pain ew that's um, uh that's a funny solution we'll go I'm with that it. um william buffington matt will stand his ground with his guns while the left takes the entire battleground and is surrounded because they didn't attack him um ooh, i think matt wait, wait. made a good case we all have to like say that version. one more time Matt will stand his ground with his guns while the left takes the entire battleground and is surrounded because they didn't actually attack him. No, they're not. If they're taking things offensively, of course you have the right to defend yourself. And I will defend other people who are being encroached upon. It's not just me, myself. If you're attacking my neighborhood, if you're taking offensive action on my neighborhood, not necessarily my house specifically, of course, not only would I step up to protect the rights of that neighborhood, but um, but yeah, I, w- I, would do, I would do everything I could to stop that. That's not... I don't, I don't think that's a fair comparison to say I'd let them take what is other people's because it's other no, people's. That's not what I'm saying. As a society, the real problem is that, you know, we've always had pedophiles in society. The front line of defense is supposed to be um, parenting. It's supposed yeah. to be the parents. And when parents fail, it makes it extremely difficult to have any kind of government solution, which is why I advocate constantly for vigilante justice. Um, <laughs> No. Uh, yeah. I, I want to be clear though. It's not a, it's not a selfish, it's not just, well, I'm only protecting my house and everything else that goes on. I don't give a shit about cause it's not mine. No, what I care about is rights. And that includes parental rights, even to do some sketchy stuff. Um, if you want to do weird things with your kids that are non-abusive, non-violation of rights, there's stuff I disagree with. I have to protect the rights that I disagree with, uh, absent abuse. And this is, this is such a weird case. Cause like, uh, I mean, how many toes are going to be dipped into the pool of abuse here? Uh, we're right there. This is this is as close as it's going to get. Uh, he's about to touch a kid. He's like his, his fingers that far away. He's about to do it. What do you do? I mean, I, I don't think you can violate someone else's rights until they violate another's. And we you gotta you gotta go by that standard. Hmm. Can you preemptively violate someone else's rights? That's a very dangerous. Legally? No. Just philosophically. Can you? Philosophically. I, I mean, I think in this case, like, I wouldn't lose any sleep. But what happens when, it ha- when we use this as an excuse to raid people of right-wing perspectives that we expect are going to commit crimes, and so we have to preemptively violate their rights by suspending oh, yeah. their it's a problem. I'm not, I'm not saying I, but just like when it comes to pedophilia, um, it just, I'm just like, let's just kill all of them. Let's kill them all. <laughs> well, uh, I, I can sympathize with the emotion of that perspective. The one thing I caution against is you, and I'm not saying these are exactly the same. One is a thought. One is an action in the way you're describing, but it's the same danger as we should just get rid of all the Nazis. The yeah. question becomes, what is a Nazi? What is a pedophile? Yeah, those I things mean, have to be defined, and I define them as action taken a against pedophile? a child. Yeah, yeah, but I would argue that organizing events for his own sexual gratification sure, is I, an action taken th- against a child. I've seen enough here to, that it could be credibly argued. I'm not a lawyer, just in colloquial sense, that he was sexually soliciting a child. He was offer want to see child porn to a child. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. To me, that's enough. I want to be clear. That right there is enough to, to merit, uh, I don't know what the law says, but in the country that I would construct legally, if I had my way, if I wrote all the laws, that would be enough to inquire. That would be enough to investigate. That would be a potential crime to me. You are sexually soliciting a child at that point. It may be a crime, and we're not entirely sure. Hmm. Um, let's see. Stu H, no civil war, no right-wing death squads, certainly no purge. This is why we're Matt fans. Principles matter. In the grand scheme of things, the truth will, will prevail. Good night and good week, good people. <laughs> this has been a very spirited, philosophical super chat discussion. I, I know. Appreciate I know. It. Uh, JK, the irony is the objection a parent would have if their kid climbed over an adult male while he read to them. Um, yeah, that's true. Potentially, yeah. Joseph Duff Kulisic says, the United Kingdom already let scores of its children be raped in defense of its ideologies. Why would you expect normal people here to be more likely to rise up? I'm with you. Fair point. Um, Andrew Pollock says, yeah, God shows us love for us in, in, in that while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5, 8, in response to another super chat, a verse showing nothing will ever separate you from God's love. Yes, that's true. I'm mm. grappling with this uh, as a Catholic. I've been having some problems with it lately. Miles um, Kinslow, hey guys, Blonde saw the last call-in show with Mary F. Kill. Didn't know you had jungle fever for a lot of Mark calling her beautiful. Law love the show. <laughs> Wish you the best. I think she she's got a beautiful face. Like I don't know like what her ass looks like, but like or her hair, but the she does have a beautiful know. face. Yeah, I do think she's objectively pretty. I do. I can't. And say all that. I said was that she's better looking than Alexandria Ocasio Cortez with her wide eyes and horse face. <laughs> yeah, but uh, still wrong about literally everything. Uh, depending Pokemon, on who you ask. Pokemon fetish. If I send a big amount, will blonde judge my beard right now? I'll judge your beard for free. Doesn't matter, said, just <laughs> in case you. I missed you last week, have a great night and have some chuckles for your rage therapy. Thank you. I will be seeing a therapist this week. Whitey on the moon. <laughs> you know you're a conquered people when you don't when you have to deny your European heritage and fall back on some Cuban granny card <laughs> 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 because a black uh a black chick wags her finger at you. Stacey Abrams was an anomaly. That's exactly what I said to you. I'm like, this chick reminds me of Stacey Abrams with her like Stacey Abrams, the the true governor of Georgia. Yeah, really. They're still going with that. America only says, why not $6 million an hour? I'll do my best Owen Benjamin face. <laughs> is that, is that the, that's quasi Dr. Evil without yeah, the Yeah, he does make that face. Yeah. Uh, Titus Muller, Matt, I really appreciate your videos. They're succinct, well-researched, insightful, and largely family-friendly. From one journalist to another, I think you're among the best working today. Oh, oh well, that's, that's nice. That's very kind. I appreciate that. Thank Sock you. Sock Puppet Joe says, use Vivaldi browser, Matt. Uh, Pokemon fetish. If you want to see what those FGMs look like, uh, it was that face from the story hour story. <laughs> <laughs> Way to connect the stories together. I, like I appreciate it. it. That um, was a good one. Hold on. Joe. Hold on. Uh, late rim shot is due for that one. Um, active shooting in Gilroy garlic festival, 11 people down. We did talk about it a little bit mm. of research after the show. Levi Smith. I'm a youth pastor can confirm the Bible states getting into heaven is based on what Jesus has done for us. Not our own merits. Hmm. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. I would be willing to email with more info on this. Could somebody email me with information on this? Because I, if I understand, I was reading a list of mortal sins last night, and it's like not going to church is a, is a more like I got some mortal sins under my belt. And it, it, as a Catholic, it's my understanding that if I don't confess these and I die in the interim, I will just burn in hell for eternity. Do I understand this correctly? All right, we're I good. can't answer those questions. We're good on uh, Super Chat? Yeah. 
Okay, let me check over on Streamlabs. And again, sorry guys on DLive, I'm trying, it won't let me open the treasure chest. It says I have to wait nan hours, an undisclosed amount of hours, or an undetermined amount of hours. But I do want to thank our uh, top contributors. You are five UVM three G's and beyond. Thanks for supporting the show, guys. Uh, and just to be sure, yeah, still no treasure chest. So I apologize for that, but I will continue to open it during streams that allow me to do it. Who knows what's going on on DLive? I only halfway understand it, so thanks for sticking with me. Boomer Tech. Uh, let's see. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta go back. Phil has a lot to say. Holy cow! Uh, what was the last? Now I feel like I'm in Blonde's position. What was the last one I read? I think it was. See. Hopefully, okay. Uh, Phil had another thing to say. Selected people think resources are infinite. Uh. And we have been flooded with these types. He's getting spicy. Been flooded with people of certain perspective for 50 years. Hopefully enough, K-select types can hold on and survive until the hard times come. And uh, the wheat is separated from the, the the chaff. That's a that's a reference that's too that's above my that's above my head and probably too spicy. So anyway, <laughs> thank you, Phil. There's more from Phil momentarily. Redicus says Talib doesn't understand that you can't inflate your way. Uh, out of this shit plus the lower and middle class already don't pay taxes and are net takers if you tax the rich all you will get is the rich leaving and a deficit the laffer curve is real yeah i uh, i would expect that to to take place phil continues maybe someone will say this before uh, before me but steve-o had that picture of cnn's higher-ups with their ethnicity superimposed on it posted on his twitter and so if it was just that then you wonder was it a hack or was it legit it had to be a hack but sometimes when people are hacked, it's like a string of tweets, not just one. But who knows? I guess we'll have to find out. Radicus says Benjamin Boyce has an interview with the girls that released the messages. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Oh, cool. JY was trying to pass himself off as a girl band manager and groomed some of the girls that were fans of the group. Okay, so again, we're entering into this solicitation territory. It's not just... We're not just talking about thoughts and opinions and speech here. We're talking about solicitation. We'll see where this goes. Michu says this, uh, this was, or this Chris Hayes went crazy about a hundred and this week. Chris Hayes went crazy about 108 degrees in Paris, but said nothing about 59 in Austin. It is important to note that 59 in Austin in July is more abnormal than a hot summer. Yeah. Fair point. Phil says, Matt trying desperately to save the stream while blonde Kevin and the rest of us dump spicy takes all over the place uh, humors me more than it should. Anyhow, just a reminder that violence isn't the answer. It's the question. Jeez. I just My love, like, I live for this look on your face when, like, I have just gone too far. Like, that that just, like, one second where you're like, how am I going to? Is this going to be the one? Is this gonna yeah. We had a good run up till this point. Oh, well. <laughs> Matt Grendel says, I'm not convinced that Yaniv isn't role-playing to shine light on what happens when identitarianism faces off against itself. Well, if he is a troll, he is a, a highly impressive troll, but he's gone too far. He's taken it a few degrees too far if he's a troll. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Radicus says, pushing on Matt, if my daughter got the creepy message that I've seen, the pedo would be sleeping with the fishes. In other words, he wouldn't come back from a fishing trip or the only thing that would find him would be the bears. Again, uh, and I fully support, 
I'm not, again, I'm not going to endorse violence, but what I'm saying is I'm endorsing the principle here that you should be the authority deciding how your parents are, or how your children are parented. Absolutely. A hundred percent in favor of that for each and every person, not just myself. Uh, so that extends to Redicus as well. And by the way, if we had stronger parenting, like you said, this is largely a non-issue. Two-parent ho- households uh, watching over their children, yep. good values in place. Jessica Yanov is uh, not celebrated as stunning and brave in yep. such a world. Yeah. Anyway, that's all. That's all we got on uh, on Streamlabs. So we'll we'll call it there, unless you have anything else to say. Before no, we take out of here. No, we're, take we're, off we're, out of here. We should oh, go. I, I, no, I almost totally forgot. They demanded a good thing I saw. I would have forgotten and they would have been pissed. Sticks's video. We'll close the show oh, with yeah. Sticks's marriage Sorry. announcement. So here's, I've not actually seen this. This is new for me. So this is what it is. All right, everyone. It's, I guess. It's time for a little bit of an update here. Uh, this is hey, the Netherlands. Girl. It is actually the city of Amsterdam. And for those of you who don't know, this is Elizabeth's philosophy. Um, actually, my wife, we've gotten married. So. Wow. Yeah, a little update for everybody. Uh, we will be doing something more lengthy, but we're going to wait until we're back in the States. This is sort of a vacation for about a week, um, Friday. Friday. Um, so we'll be doing something more lengthy in the near future, but for right now, it's sort of just rest and relaxation. Uh, but yeah, a little bit of an update for you. A handful of you already guessed sort of uh, where I was and, and why, but for the most part. So yeah, that's about all. Peace out. <laughs> well, good for oh them. Congratulations. God. It's so sweet. I, I, I know from his descriptions that Styx hates traveling, so I could infer that there must be some really legit Real reason, reason he's subjecting yeah. himself to it. So good for him. I'm glad to see this. Good for him. Uh, yeah. Uh, all the best to the new couple. Congratulations. And uh, maybe we'll have an opportunity to talk about him sometime soon. We're probably about due for Styx to come back yeah. on the show. Anyway, we're also about due to get the hell out of here. So... uh it's, it's about that time. Anyway, thanks everybody for hanging out with us live tonight and uh, helping us try to understand when exactly right when death, death squads are an appropriate response and a justified one. If you're listening later on YouTube <laughs> or on uh, any of the audio platforms or anywhere else on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. If you're looking for anything else, uh, all our audio platforms where you can get the show, bonus material, including the Colin show, all that. Everything's linked on the website, mattchristiansandmedia.com. You can find everything there. You can support the show there. Find the cool list, uh, deals from our, our fellow listener-owned businesses over there. And you can contact us through the website. That's mattchristiansandmedia.com. Or you can send us an email. Beautyandthebeta at gmail.com works as well. In the meantime, we'll be back next Sunday. Because, of course, if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd. It's not me at the press. It is Beauty and the Beta. Remember to sign up for fantasy football, the most important thing. <laughs>